1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a
3: VIP Fink desert race adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Uh, summer Drive on SEN with thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Staria load. Fits in everything And Blunstone. Back to work with Blunstone and Toby Price. Max Rushton, Mark Bosnich with you until six. We welcome listeners, Boz. In the Harbour City on eleven seventy SEN, 6020 twenty SEN on the Gold Coast. Listening live on the SEN app. Listeners, belatedly tuning in on the podcast. Boz, it's lovely to see you. How are
4: you? Good afternoon, Max, and and good afternoon to our listeners all up and down the East Coast. And uh, uh, very good, thank you. Touchwood, um, yeah. uh, uh, Allegra's uh, my ten-year-old daughter. This is her mm-hmm. seventh day, so and she's okay. And I tested myself again this morning, again negative. So Touchwood. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, and my fiance, and Cassius, the little five year old, they finished their seven days, I think either, I think it's tomorrow or Sunday. So, so far, so good. But it is bucketing down here in the harbour city. So, I just went out. You just trod in a puddle, didn't you... I did. Just trod in a massive okay. puddle. And the last thing I'd like to ask you is Max is that um, we have a new producer here today as well. Hello, Dom, and hello, Gibbo, as well. Yeah. Um, the last thing so I'd let's like be to clear ask
3: Gibbo's, look, Gibbo's producing. i oh, sorry, Dom. Okay. This is Dom's first ever paid shift. In Excellent. broadcast Excellent. it's a huge show for Dom in many ways, It's Great a bigger show. show for Dom and Gibbo than it is right. for you and okay. I. Well,
4: well sorry, it? Gibbo's producing, and Do- yeah. well, what would you what, how would you pronounce uh, uh, Dom's job description? Assistant producer. Assistant producer. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I'd like to really know is that, um, you know, we weren't supposed to be doing this today, so what have we done mm. right?
3: Yeah, well, how come we haven't been sacked, Gibbo?
5: I think you've just been phenomenal all week, guys. Oh, I know I like it, guys, to give honestly. you a hard time, Max. But... Seriously. I mean, oh, so I, I, would... had
4: to, I had to cancel lunch today.
5: I'm sorry yeah. about that. Well, you guys wanted to know by, what, Thursday evening?
4: Yeah. Well, pretty much so. That's why this morning I kind of hoped. I, I tried everything to get a texter out, Um, you know, to, to put two lines on my Rapid, but it, it didn't yeah. work.
5: And believe me, guys, there was no one who was hoping you guys weren't coming in more than I. Because you have
3: the... aspirations for this sort no, of thing. No, not choice, aspirations, yeah.
5: but if, you know, the whole team goes down all of a sudden, they got to look to someone and
3: I'm here, Dom's here. I've got to say, I've never, I haven't met any of, SEN management. You know, I was expecting to get fired yesterday. I was expecting to get dragged into an office by a manager. It's happened before, um, you know, many times in my career. I'm sure it has you, Boz, as well. You get, yep. It's, it's part of the course. You get sacked all the time. Yep. As yet, no... If there is a member of SEN management who can come into this room and give me my marching orders, I will happily walk away. I've got things to do this evening. I want to pick up some spring rolls before I get back for dinner yep. with yep. Ruth and Daniel tonight. There's a lot happening. You know, this is... it's. This is really getting in the way of my afternoon. Well, I, th- um, I
4: thought we made that clear, but uh, yeah. for some reason, I was outrageous. Um, oh. Dom, welcome.
3: Hello, Max. How are you doing? Oh. Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. Um, uh, Boz,
4: Dom is a big fan of mine. He's brilliant. I am. He's absolutely brilliant. I've him. got a little issue with him, but other than that, he's brilliant. Yeah. What's, What's your issue? issue? With well, the other day when I come to the car park and I was and I had a truck, basically. with The truck issue was with basically but bipping the horn at me for about five minutes, and I said, "I'm really sorry, Dom's coming down." Yeah. Um. I had to go to another car park because it took so long. Now, no problem, I can understand one mistake, but then I came around the front part, mm-hmm. and Don was supposed to come down again. And he didn't come down for about 15 minutes. So I had to walk up the fire stairs, wow. and uh, I can get a bit claustrophobic and then knock on the door here for about 5 or 10 minutes and he still and they as I came in and this is what really freaked me out. They said sorry, but they were laughing. And I kind of thought perhaps after my rant on, um, I think it was uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. that obviously they didn't want me in. So it was kind of double pronged because I was thinking, well, that's a good thing on one way, but another way, like, you know. Uh, you think Dom wasn't. has
3: an agenda against, Dom has an, ag- no, an anti-Mark I, I don't think, no, agenda? No, I
4: think Dom's okay, but I think somebody somebody had a word to him. I think they either that or they'll just turn around saying, listen, let's wind up the bozo and let's see if he snaps. Let's uh, And I, I think perhaps they, were, um, they had a word to Sean and they took odds whether or not the bozo would snap.
6: Yeah. Well, in all fairness, Bozza, uh, I don't really want to comment on if that uh, situation ever happened. See? I don't, I don't, I don't want to put anyone under the bus, especially this being my first paid day at SEN. I don't want to throw that's, anyone. That's a the great sign. He's yeah, carrying brilliant.
3: it. He's carrying it himself. That's he's not brilliant. throwing Gibbo or Brooksy or Joel or Fletch and he's just see? absolutely taking it on the chin. Absolutely. on the first day, right? Yeah. And very and good. that
6: It was very hot very when good. I was waiting for you. That first time I was waiting outside It was about 35 degrees, and very I was true. getting a bit annoyed to be honest. I went, geez Bozza must see? not like me." But ah, turns out I don't like Bozza apparently. See? So. That... no, no, I just this didn't know.
4: I, I, I believe you do like me. I just believe. No, we're fine now. We're fine. Yeah, we are good. But that was that's it. That was interesting. So I think these things need to come out. Yeah.
3: Sometimes it's good to get. He's out. Gebo and I had a row earlier today. Did it's you? been on my mind. What happened? But, but uh, Well, we just had a row. We okay. uh, production meeting round, wow. didn't we?
5: I think it was last night in the debrief. I could tell mm. Max was a bit annoyed after I called him out. And so mm, yep. this morning, I, I usually <laughs> yeah, call that, 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 Max at 11 a.m., but this morning yeah. I called him at 10.30 just because yeah. I knew...
3: Don't, don't ruin the gonna, routine. Be, mm.
5: Yeah, I knew it was going to be a long chat mm-hmm. with uh, Max, and we played a bit of phone tag. But look, yep. we got through it, and I think... We did. You know, We've it's got a good last show. Day. Mm. We've Very got a great hatchet. show lined up.
3: We've got, well, got lots of good things. We're here now. Happening exactly. The the let's make and it actually, the best. I want to start with a rant, Boz. Go on, and, please. Let's um, go. <laughs> this is really serious. And I know you've had a rant and people have got in touch. And I know this will really get people exercised. Mm. The Ryco Filters call line 1300 01 1170. The text number is 0457 736 736. But we have a real problem in Australian sport. We've lost to the Americans and the Swedes. In The Curling, Tali Gill and Dean Hewitt, the question has to be asked, do we need a root and branch review? into the existential crisis that is Australian curling. Well, I think this is, a hu- this is a huge problem in the world of Australian yep. sport. And I know you've talked a lot. The fan culture, mm-hmm. uh, they've cancelled all the active support for yep. curling in Australia. It's yep. been sanitised. No fans are allowed to go in. There are yep. no flares allowed at the curling. Yep. It, really, it, it hasn't gone nationwide, hasn't it? There's huge parts of Australia that are, uh, have never been given the opportunities to curl. Yep. If you think about Northern Territory, nowhere to curl there's almost nowhere to, you know, I 100%. mean, people. I don't want. Yeah, it's a very difficult issue, and I feel really strongly about this, and I'm really worried for the future of curling in Australian sport. Defeats the Americans and the Swedes. I don't know how you feel, Boz, but well, this seems I'm, to be I'm the devastated. most pressing
4: moment in sport. I, I think it is, and I'm absolutely devastated. I'm, I'm with you, but it must be said, um, you know, these things are becoming a regular occurrence in quite a few of our sports, uh, and quite a few of our sports that we were stronger, at. and and I think perhaps the whole sporting landscape. The ones who compete, obviously with other countries around the world, um, need need to do this. Really, should we? I mean, we could do. I I really. I mean, swimming swimming had it quite some time ago after Mm -hmm. after London and came back very very strong. There's been other sports that are doing it as well. Um, So uh, I think there's obviously something going on with the culture.
3: Mm. If anyone has strong feelings, the RICO filters call on about the future of curling in Australia one three hundred zero one. Eleven seventy. I've got some good things lined up today, haven't we, Boz? Yeah, um, we, have. we uh, really have. Matt Wade, uh, Australian wicketkeeper in the T20s. Yeah, he's coming on. Yep. Um, he's a nice chap. Yep. Uh, Danny Townsend, you've lined up. Yes. Um, because we, d- they deserve a right to reply. You've been hammering uh, the A League, haven't you? Yeah. And um, he's going to come on and hopefully give you a piece of his mind, But yep. I want to see someone. Yeah, well, I, I think give the main, the you.
4: main thing to establish is, uh, is uh, the active support situation that we spoke about with Louis Alcouri yesterday. Mm-hmm. and what's the league's position on it and uh and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, what what Louis spoke about is you know he obviously said he doesn't really go for symbolism but he really thinks it's important that perhaps that's up to the to the league stroke the clubs to invite them back so that'll be interesting to hear that
3: we have a loser on the show mm. um, a what a, a loser oh yeah uh, uh, the Australian loser we just saw him speed down the bobsleigh track on Alex. his own lying on a little tin uh, Alex Falazzo, he is coming on, the mm. king of Townsville. Um, mm. So that will be good. When and on the, the, well, I think, Boz, on our last show, and this yeah. is the last, perhaps the last time we'll ever do a show on it. We don't know. Uh, have you been booked for any more shows? I've not been booked for any no. more shows.
4: No, not at all. No. Our next we booking could... is the Champions League, Max, round of sixteen, buddy. Yeah, um,
3: uh, well, I mean, well, we'll do that on the TV. That's fine. We will work together oh. again. StanSportsStan.com.au uh, if you would like to uh, get a seven-day free trial. I think it's still an offer. Or just Ooh. you know, But Boz will just give you the cash, presumably, to pay for your <laughs> subscription. Um, so what are your great memories of all the work that Boz and I have done together? It's the end of an era Ooh. here, isn't it? Yes. I mean, Gibbo, you must, Gibbo, you must be emotional.
5: Yeah, I am. I didn't think I was going to be emotional Mm, because I I get to go back to working with Joel and Fletch, which is an absolute punish, but Mm -hmm. it's been a good week, really. I mean, I haven't heard this much football chat ever in my life, but I've really enjoyed it. And especially, Bozza, to see someone so passionate about Mm. Australian football, I probably wouldn't understand it as much, but Mm. you've spoken a lot of sense and Max you've been great as well
3: I'll mm. oh, stop it there you go I, superb I just, <laughs> thank uh, you very much Mike because I'm just reading these text messages hang on a second. it's not very professional of me uh, Tom says Max and Mark no. Max, if you were going to be sacked, it would have been after the first show the worst radio ever he says in the last few weeks, you blokes have really improved thank you Tom that's great oh, I would thanks, not, Tom. I'd never done a radio yeah. we'd never I'd never done a radio program before I was just passing, so mm. and they just invited me in so I appreciate that Tom yeah. um, and uh, on behalf of all Australians, thank you Max for lowering yourselves. To our airways. So listen. Yeah, but listen, he's put listen.
4: a sarcasm uh, emoji. Yeah, so, this, he has, yeah, he Mentioned he that as well. I think he so, yeah, look, 1300 01 1170. Let's extend those boundaries again. Let's let's make it great radio. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, come on, all everybody. Right, because focus, if I'm in my, my car not... listening to all this, I say, come on, we'll get on with it, guys. Yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah, let's get on
3: with the great radio. Yep. Absolutely yep. right. And it's not just us, it's the listeners, it's Gibbo, it's Dom, it's Everyone. me, Max Rushton, it's Mark Bosnich, it's the callers as well. Is there a crisis in Australian curling? I think the phone lines will go wild on this 1300 01 1170. And if you just want to say uh, your favourite memory of listening to me and Mark because it could ne- it may never ever ever happen again oh four five seven seven three six seven three six unless of course we're out at dinner and then you just are on the table next to us. Well, I mean, that, a, that, that could occur. Know, that's possible. That, that could really occur. could occur, couldn't could it? Occur. Because uh, I I really presume that Boz and I will go out for dinner. Yeah, I many think times. So. I think that'd be great. Um, because, uh, you know,
4: with the girls and and mm. then also the kids when when yeah, you when you have yours as well. And obviously, terrified. there'll be no legal yeah. implications as well if I just turn around and say to everybody, I'm paying for everyone's <laughs> dinner. That, that, that will be allowed, I, I assume. one three hundred zero one eleven
3: seventy 1170 is the RICO Filters call line. Uh, if you uh, are really worried about the future of Australian curling, the text number is 0457 You can tweet me at Max Rushton. Okay, but we, what, what do you want me to do now? Have a break or what do you want me to do?
5: No, Max, I reckon we're going to go straight to the RICO Filters call line. It looks like Greg from San Susie has called in.
3: Oh, uh, welcome, Greg.
7: Max, Bozza, uh, it's been a pleasure, it's been an absolute pleasure having you gentlemen in my ears all afternoon, thank all you. week. Thank you, uh, so thank you. Thank you, Greg, appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Max, I think you've just posed one of the great existential questions ever, ever posed on Australian radio. Which is? Is there a, a
3: crisis in Australian curling? <laughs> right, let's. We are here, yep. Greg, to ask the big questions. I mean, yep. that's the key, right? We we have to ask the difficult question. Hmm.
7: Is, is the quality of Australian stones up to world
3: standard? That's a very good question. Hmm. Where do, are we getting the right stone? Is there an infrastructure for grassroots stones? That's hmm. the question, Greg. Isn't there? We know. Are we breeding the right kind of stone? to help the curlers. Perhaps it isn't the curlers' fault, Greg, no. and that's a very good point. Yep.
7: No, no but exactly right. Uh, I mean, have we got in, in place, as you say, the infrastructure to uh, to build the game from the, uh, the base of the pyramid to, uh, to the very top?
4: Well, I think that's very, very interesting. And I, but I, but I'm, I'm actually saying, Greg, and I know sort of with the curling thing, it's a little bit uh, abstract for a lot of people, But I'm just saying across all sports, just watching, and when I say the sports that compete with the rest of the world, the other sports are, you know, and this is not disrespectful to them, they are the best because, um, you know, regardless if they play, you know, around the world or not, they are the best. It's simple as that. But with the other ones, Greg, what I'm asking is is that, you know, are we providing the right environment for our girls and our boys to become world-class sportsmen and women? Greg wants to talk about the Stones, Boz. Yeah, but I'm just, just generalising it, that's all.
3: Yeah, yeah, I understand. Hey, Greg, listen, we've been together for a week. I'm obviously a lot... We'll have. We've been a sort of part of your life for a week, Greg. How will you remember us?
7: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to remember you very fondly and hope, Max, that you'll drag Boz with you down to the Football fight at Writers Festival in, uh, in a few weeks. So um, that we, can, uh, we can renew this relationship.
3: Okay. okay, absolutely, we're in, we're in. We're in. Uh, thank you, Greg, appreciate your call. Thanks, I said we're Greg. in, I actually, can't come because I'm just out of a baby, um, but that's fine. Dane oh, is in, uh, who, who's next? Gibbo, Dane? Dane from Yowie Bay, Maxie. Dane in Yowie Bay, hey, Dane.
7: Hey you going, fellas, all right? Good, thanks, yeah, Dane.
3: good, thanks. So what did you want to talk about? Good,
7: good. I just, look, I reckon there's an existential crisis in not only, and I think I agree with Greg here, not only in curling, right, okay, you're taking the mickey there, sports now,
3: the line is the line is you're coming in and out, Dane. I'll give it one more try. Try again, Dane. What point did you want to make?
7: I said, "Why we've lost our competitive edge, not only in curling but in, in all types of sport. Well, I, th- I think Rugby, he's right. Yep. Okay. Right. Cricket, we've suddenly bounced back a little bit. Still, hmm. we're not dominating. We're not world class to where we were. Hmm. Okay. Basketball, the rest. With what I believe is happening is that." We've got this younger generation who have got the uh, access to technology where they're playing EA sports and online sports and if they dedicated just the amount just the same amount of time to actually playing the real sport, be world we'll be north theaters again.
4: That's a so very good point. Is it a
7: reflection of is it a reflection of wider society? How do we change this? Or, and have we lost our hard edge as Australians? That's, a question. That's, that's very, very, well,
4: very good point.
3: Very well, good point I, he's making. I mean, I would say that, you know, Australia doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Like, everyone's playing computer games yep. in every yep. country in the world. And, and you know, I, I was addicted yep. to the mm. sensible soccer and kickoff two on the Amiga. Maybe why I'm not an elite sports person. I, 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 listen, I think it goes in cycles. Look at the cricket. You're absolutely hammered us, right? You're hammered us. I think it's... I think. I think you yep. don't need to sort of worry about it. That's what my general feeling is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. You sometimes have great coaches. You sometimes have one or two amazing players that can raise your sport to any level, right? And I think, yeah. I don't think there's some massive excess. I've not been here long enough, I, I guess, well, to really know. I'm on, but yeah, I'm know. on the
4: other side. I'm a little bit with Dane. Um, I, I do see a lot of it. And, and regardless of what perhaps the, the excuses may be pointing towards, mm-hmm. um, it needs to be, something needs to be done. Now, when it's I'm talking major, about yeah. well, something when I'm talking about providing the right environment, like I said, the amount of stories and we heard it the other day with football that we hear sure. about people getting turned off because of what's going on um you know it starts really and I wouldn't say ends, but it starts at the top of every sport, okay, the environment has got to be right and and it isn't really rocket science in terms of you know if you do well, you deserve to be well paid and you deserve to be lauded if you don't, okay, you don't deserve that now. A lot of people turn around and say, okay, well, you know, in this day and age, it's understandable. Everyone's trying to be as progressive as possible. But like with everything, you can't go too far from one way to too far the other because people just get confused. Now, when I was growing up in Australia and people, oh, well, here we go. go." No, I'm just going to just say it was a golden time of sport. And we're very, very fortunate to grow up in that time. And it was highly competitive, but there was a basic fairness and a goodness about Australian sport that everybody, especially those from immigrant communities like myself, really, really not only cherished, but respected and stood them in good stead going forward. Is that still there? I'm not so certain it is on a consistent basis that it needs to be.
3: Uh, David's in Melbourne. We've got time for one more call before the break. Hey, David.
8: Oh, Max, I'm uh, a bit flat that this could be the end of this great radio combination. I oh, know, no, it's, it's
4: extraordinary,
9: bad. isn't
8: it? I'm a bit flat, but I'll get up for the last show. Uh, Max, I think you've learnt something this week. In Australian sport, no matter what the sport, whenever we lose, we're in crisis. Yeah,
9: 100%. If we lose, we're
8: bad losers, Max. Hmm. You Eng- English are much better losers, much hmm. better accepting it than us Aussies. We are sooks. Yeah. We sook it up whenever we lose. We're very competitive. Perhaps over-competitive. And, Bozza, I just had one question. It's the, the, the last time I'll be able to talk to you. That's okay, David. My, uh, on, on, my, my mother-in-law lives in a place called Greys in Essex. Yeah. Right, it's a I hor- horrendous place. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, no,
3: it's horrendous, honestly.
8: Um, right. And I read in the paper there once yeah. that you, at, towards the end of your career, were going to sign for their football club.
4: Crazy Athletic. Grey's proof, athletic. I don't think so. I'll um. uh okay. m- My memory's not the greatest. I must say. I'll t- I'll check through my diaries. I don't think so. Um, but oh, you never okay. know. Right. You well, never I know. They could have. Yeah. It could have been. Who knows? It could have been. Could have oh. been. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Love your uh, work this week, guys. Fantastic. Thank you, thank so, you, much, David. David. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate that. David
3: makes a very good point. Like, whenever you lose, you're in crisis. You don't lose as often as well, we do, right? We, we, you know, like, and that's yeah, the point. Look, there, there's, another, sport. Yeah, there's another sport. We lose all
4: the time. Well, it there's happens. A, there's another point to be made as well. And I, and yeah. I think that this is a fair point. And my ex-physio at Aston Villa, uh, Jim Walker, lovely man, used to play for Derby County under the great Brian Clough. So they had some wonderful stories. Made a very good point as well, but yeah, like I used to say to him, you could actually, you know, put this towards other countries. But, you know, countries like Australia and England, and, you know, they do play pretty much every sport as well. Um, but, uh, you know, as I used to say to him, well, I said, well, so does the United States, you know, so does Russia. And he said, yeah, maybe he said but you know, they're not great at football, for example. Obviously, it was centric around football. But I've just noticed, like I said, for the last, well, I've been back now for like you know, 13 years that, I don't know, there's, there's something just not quite right. Um, when it comes and I'm hearing a lot of the same stories yeah. from a lot of the parents as well. I don't yeah? know.
3: I just think sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. We always forget that other countries play sport. Like, you know, yeah. that's the point. You play cricket, yeah. the Indians play cricket, they love cricket. The English love cricket, they play cricket, Pakistan, etc. You want to play basketball, right? How many countries yeah. play basketball? You want to be good at Olympic sports? How many countries do athletics? You yeah, want to be good at rugby? You've it, got those, you know, you've got New Zealand a yeah. brilliant at rugby, the whole of those European sides. It happens. You win, you lose. Yeah. Boss, hold the thought, Boss. Yeah. Yeah. Hold the thought. Yeah. Back to your calls and
2: okay introducing the all-new hyundai Staria alone it's got loads of everything your business needs to grow back to work with blunston's and toby price win a vip fink desert race adventure summer drive
3: on sen Uh, summer drive on sen max rushton mark bosnich with you till six discussing the crisis in australian curling evan is in wollongong evan welcome
7: hello boys how
4: are you good
3: thanks evan how are you thank you nice to chat thanks for calling
7: um when curling was for, first started up in Australia as an Olympic sport, mm-hmm. the one thing that we thought we had was a good quality scrubber. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the quality of scrubbers hasn't been as good as what they thought. That's the problem. We need better scrubbers. We need there to find go. some good ones.
4: Thank you very much, Evan. Evan,
3: it's a wonderful point. It's succinct. It's well made. John is in Broncy. John, welcome to the program. John? John, that was such a key. John was going to bring the energy there, wasn't it? I thought I was going with real pace there. You know, Evan made his point. We moved. I normally like to talk to all the callers for hours. Scotty's in Greystains. Hello, Scotty. Scotty. Hello, Scotty. Oh dear, he disappeared. No, like he just said fast. no, no,
4: no, no. He just didn't want to talk. He didn't right? want to Did talk. He's he changed his I mean, mind. That's absolutely, fine. absolutely yeah. You see how life is. It, there, like... You see how life is so so. <laughs> so the equivalent of a football, yeah, you know, football stroke, soccer game. You know, like you know, your great pace and intensity. It was like a great, fast and quick. Breakaway with a pass, but if the next person then doesn't quite make what he should of it, then uh, that's what occurs, really, mate. Yeah. Really hit a brick wall, didn't he? No. He rang up and then... No. No, no he said no. no, no, no. Which is fair I don't want to do you know, I don't like, want to do he can, this. He can claim the Fifth Amendment. It's up to him. It's not a problem. Uh, not... See, think, right. If you want to ring up and say no comment, one one
3: 1170 Max Rushton, Mark Bosnich, we're here till 6. Uh, after the break, uh, we're going to change gear slightly. Um, uh, there have been some pretty disappointing and upsetting stories about domestic and sexual violence in sport—it's happened in every code, in every sport. Um, there are some big cases. We don't want to talk about the uh, details of those. Some of them well, we can't. We can from a
4: legal, it's, a, a yeah, it's perspective. very legally so sensitive. Like, yeah. But
3: what we can do is talk about. The dis- have the discussion and talk about it. And we're going to talk to Alan Tung, um, obviously, NRL legend, but he is an ambassador for the NRL's voice against violence. He's an ambassador for them. He's got some really important things to say, and we'll talk to him next. Summer drive on SEM with thanks to the Hyundai Staria load, fits in everything, and Blundstone back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. Um, I want to talk something about something tricky. There are uncomfortable subjects in sport racism, homophobia misogyny, corruption, things that are difficult to talk about. So most of the time we avoid it. And one of those subjects is domestic and sexual violence. It's not a nice thing to talk about. Sport has quite an uncomfortable relationship with it. And at the moment, there are some pretty high-profile cases, some in the Premier League in soccer, um, that we can't go into detail for legal reasons but it does give us an opportunity to talk about the subject alan Tung, you will know as a legend of the canberra raiders now hosts workshops for the nrl's voices against violence campaign for whom he's an ambassador he joins us now alan thanks for your time yeah g'day thanks for having us Uh, it feels like an oversimplification to me but i feel we don't talk about this subject enough because it is really difficult to talk about and it isn't nice to talk about would you agree with that
10: yeah i think it is i think um you know a big part of what we try and do in the voice against violence program is to have uh, that uncomfortable conversation and try and create an environment where we can do that openly and honestly and and be accountable to those actions I think you're right it is it is a topic that I know as a young kid when I was growing up that it wasn't something that was spoken around that in a table it wasn't something that was really even really well spoken about at school and educated on so um, a big part of the work that you know we try and do as a game and myself personally is to be able to have that conversation and look at the culture and be a
3: part of that change. Mm. Um, tell us a bit more about Voice Against Violence and and why you got involved.
10: Yeah, so I finished my playing days in 2011. Um, I was really blessed to uh you know be a part of the great game of rugby league, and my time ended up at the Canberra Raiders in 2011. I was always passionate about the community work and. Um, I did a bit of work in justice, in juvenile justice, and and also in um, our adult system down here with detainees. And, you know, when you looked across a a lot of the the challenges that young people had, you know, there was a lot of um, substance abuse and different things, but domestic violence and um, the challenges of their upbringing were were something that were heavily, um, uh, you know, prevalent in their lives and in their stories. And so I wanted to be in this space where I wanted to be a part of change. um, you know rugby league is you know a, a male dominated sport you know we're growing the women's space as fast as we can but you know it, it was an option for me an opportunity for me to go out and chat it to men and I'll take you back to one of my first workshops to uh, to paint a bit of a picture and we went out to uh, a remote New South Wales uh, community and we, we held a, a workshop in the, in the local town and uh, we went to this workshop and there was 25 people in it. And for this small little community, it was great numbers. But in that workshop, there was only one man. And that sort of didn't sit real well with me. And I, I sort of, well, you know what? If we know that 95% of the time, males are the perpetrators of this violence, where are all the men that we need to talk to? And one of the ladies actually said, you know, what well, I, I was chatting to her about, well, where are men of influence in your town? She said, you know what? There's about 30 of them down at local footy club. Mm. And I said, well, that's that's where we need to be having this conversation, not because we're pointing the finger at people that are in the sporting field Mm. that say it's more prevalent in sport than it is anywhere else in society. That's not the case at all. I look at that as these are men of influence. And so the Voice Against Violence program is a primary prevention program, getting in front of men, having that uncomfortable conversation, being open, being honest, using footy language to help soften that conversation but then coming up with some actions and making people accountable to it.
4: And Alan, you, you raised some, some very relevant points there. And, and I'm gonna take it down to the practicalities as well, because I think sometimes in, in these type of situations, we actually concentrate a little bit too much on the perpetrators rather than the actual victims. So if there's a situation know that any of us sort of you know witness or come across uh, or you know that a woman is which a lot of times i'm sure would happen is too scared to to or embarrassed or or whatever it is or may still be in love with the perpetrator but she knows what's happening is wrong but if you're close to those people and you can recognize that what should number one the victim do you know she might be she might like i said be scared of further, uh, further retribution and so forth and if you're a friend of that person and you know what's going on, but you know that that victim cannot say anything, what do you do?
10: Yeah, I think I think it's a really complex situation. And even when you ask that question, you can see there's so many, you know, different points of view and you have to be, um, you, you know, you have to be sensitive to all of this um, in, in these situations. And I've, I've been in it um, in myself in a number of, of times. And I think it's really important that, you know, we think about our own safety too because i know that in some situations i've been there and i've gone you know what i'm going to go and confront this person but mm. then you got to think take a step back and think about well what does this does it put your own personal safety in jeopardy mm. would it actually put the victim's safety in jeopardy down the track if yeah. you were to confront it if they have you know, told you something in confidence. And and so there's a lot of things that you need to take in that. But I think it's really important that we link in with our expert partners. And so you link in with the 1-800-RESPECT numbers and and being in contact with our lifelines and our different people that are trained up in this space to be able to do that. Um, So a big part of the work that we often do is to try and have that conversation before this situation happens. And so a big part of what we're trying to do is working with men, and in particular with young men, and to sit back and have a look at some scenarios and some and times in our lives, in our footy clubs, have a look at our culture, have a look at some of those gender stereotypes, but then go, you know what, this is what is the current culture, this is what gender stereotypes say about what a real man and a real woman is, but let's go, well, what do we want it to be? And what are some actions that we can do to prevent this stuff from going forward so we don't have to be in those situations? And one of the other really important things is, and it's, um, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit there before in one of your um, chats back to me there, but one of the big influences we see on what makes behavioral change and why men will make behavioral change is actually the influence of what other men think of them and the standards other men set. Mm. And so, you know, we think about that in a sporting context, right? If if you turn up at a footy club or a soccer club, whatever sport yep. you play, and there's a really strong culture there, you either buy in or you get spat out. Yep. And so we gotta make that same culture in community. As men, violence and disrespect, you know, this this stuff that is going on, we're got to make it a part of our culture is that, you know what, women are treated with the utmost respect. You treat women like they're your mother. You yep. treat them like they're your daughter. Our other daughters are my, I've got three daughters of mine. Mm. And so when the staff say that one in three women are victims of domestic violence, it doesn't
3: sit well with me. Yeah. And so that's my mission is to create that culture, that standard.
4: Super.
3: And would you say, as part of that, going to the stage of, you know, calling out kind of that kind of language in, say, blokey WhatsApp groups? You Absolutely. see what I mean? Like, 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 like in terms of like I've been in WhatsApp groups with men where the language sometimes gets... You know, pretty grim. Not many. And I've called it out because mm. I, I sort of feel that's almost, that's, that can be where it starts. Once you, you know, once language is ex- ex- accepted, yeah. I know it's a large step from beating up a woman, but you know, once the well, language is accepted, you're right, Max. It, 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 it feels a problem. But it's very hard to call something out because mm. it's much easier to just let something go.
10: You're right. Well, you know, we, we have a bit of a saying that your thoughts become your words, your words come your actions, your actions come your habits, your future, your destiny. So at the end of the day, like, we've got to call out this language and the disrespect and exactly what you are doing there and you should be commended for that because this is exactly the culture that I believe you know we need to do we need to we need to call out and so that is a big part of of what we do is that, you know, I actually, half the program that we do is actually on the footy field. And so I've really found that, um, you know, that engagement and using common language of sport and in particular rugby league has been a game changer. I've never had a problem uh, talking to men around domestic violence if I can use rugby league. And so that's been a real big passion of mine. But one of the drills we do is around communication and I get them to do the drill and they're not allowed to use a word. They're not allowed to say a word. And obviously it goes pear-shaped pretty quick and it goes the wrong direction and footies are flying and it, like this. But then I say, you know, use your voice and, you know, give them some simple things and then we make up for it. Mm. And it's that same thing. If, if we keep this a taboo topic, if we don't call out disrespectful behaviour, language, things that we see going on that we might have just let slide, if we don't call it out, we're going to keep making the same mistakes, just like we did in that footy drill when I put them in that scenario. The but you see has... when you use your voice and yeah. you, use, you take it in the right direction because I really believe that this culture, just like the footy, it's in our hands.
4: Now, Alan, you, you, you do realize that in terms of the influences, like that story that you recited from that town in, in country New South Wales, uh, out of those all those influences, there will be a percentage, I'm not sure, I would say probably perhaps close to half, you may be able to help me with this, who will take umbrage in a way um, to be spoken about something that they feel that they've never, ever done and has nothing to do with them. How do you convince them that this is not like some type of lecture, we're not trying to put everyone in the same basket, but... We're just asking basically for your help,
10: yeah and I think um I think it's how we we set up the workshop and we deliver it at the start and I, I really want to acknowledge too that in our program, uh, yes, there is a huge focus on keeping women and women and children safe, but domestic violence happens towards men too, and so we we openly talk about that as well. We look at the statistics and the numbers towards women and towards men and we talk about that and then we look at the different forms of violence and we talk about how you know what all of these forms of violence whether it's towards men or women we believe that it's unacceptable we want to create that right culture and that everybody has that role and that responsibility it's not just about perpetrators and victims it's about the normal joe blow like yourselves on the street that might have grown up with domestic violence i was blessed with a you know a wonderful childhood domestic violence wasn't a part of my childhood Mm. but i believe that we all have a role to play in preventing it down the track um and so i think you know creating that environment in our workshops it is to be able to make people feel comfortable in that uncomfortable um and to be able to reach out and feel confident about you know calling some stuff out or going and You know, talking to somebody else, reaching out to our expert partners, getting the expert partners along in the workshops and running around with the men and the women that are in our workshops and throwing the footy around so they can put a face to the number, to the website, to that organization to make it a little bit more personal so we can get people feeling comfortable about, you know, doing more about it, calling it out. But being just great people, because great people, I believe, inspire other great people. And, you know, that's what we want to create. And so it's about, you know, acknowledging and rewarding and and promoting the good people too. I think that's what we need to do as well.
3: Absolutely Um, spot on, Alan. Last question from me, Alan, which is you talk um, about the power of sport, and sport has an amazing power uh, power to change all sorts of things. And I wonder if, if you feel elite sport has a responsibility and if it takes that responsibility seriously in terms of, signing players with convictions um, or standing by their players because their players are assets and, you know, they cost a lot of money in various sports. And the message it sends out to female fans and, and fans themselves, because sport is very tribal. You support your team and you support your club and you support your players, perhaps over anything else. And how important it is... For elite sport to be responsible on, on that count, it's difficult because, as a liberal with a small L, I believe in forgiveness and rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I, I, I don't expect you to have the answers, but I feel it's a really important part of this conversation.
10: Yep, yeah, well, yep, and you know, this is my personal opinion. Um, so you know, I know I work for the National Rugby League, but this is my personal opinion that I think we do, we have a greater responsibility, like. A, Everybody has that responsibility across, you know, our, our society, our communities we live in. But in sport, I believe that we are really privileged to be able to go out and do what we do, especially on, you know, a world stage or a national stage, wherever that may be. And you know, we've made some commitments as a game, and so you have to understand that it's your role and responsibility. What you stand for, a part of our sport, is. You know, you violence against women is totally unacceptable. And now we have to stand by that. Now I'm not saying that our game's done everything right. And you know, everybody knows that we've made some mistakes in the past. But bringing in a no-fault policy where you're standing down plays, if they're convicted of something, they're not allowed to be a part of our game they're not allowed to be on the field they're not about to be you know in any of our promotions or anything like that you know was a big step forward for us we talked about and we've done education and education and education but we needed to do more and so putting in processes like this and having the opportunity for everybody to have their say and for it to be dealt with in the court of law like it should be um, is really really important but then about that rehabilitation for us too because if we just chuck somebody out unfortunately it's probably just going to that person's just going to go somewhere else and do the same thing so we need to not, not only yeah we need to deal with the situation but we need to make sure that we do what we can so that that doesn't happen again if you know what I mean yeah. and so I think it's really really important that uh, yeah, I I really believe sport has this it's got this amazing ability to be able to do it um, you know what i, I when I first started you know, in the professional sport 20 years ago, this, this was never spoken about. Um, and yeah, we haven't got everything right, but i tell you what, where we've come from in the last 20 years from what I've seen, um, we are taking steps forward. It might be as quick as what a lot of people would like, maybe not as quick as what I'd like. But I do believe that we are taking this culture in the right direction. It's going to take time and we've got to keep working on it. Um, but I really believe that
3: we are taking steps forward. Alan, uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, I think what you're doing is brilliant. We need more people to be talking about this, and and, um, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thanks
3: for the opportunity to
2: share. Super. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria alone. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive
3: on SEN. Uh, is the Workwear Group Trading Hour. King G pushing limits on comfort, technology, and King design. Uh, Max Rush and Mark Bosnich with you till six. Um, I thought Alan was fascinating. Bob. Powerful.
4: And uh, I know it's very uh, a close subject to your heart, Max. As it is mine, um, and I'm sure there's there's millions of people around the world that it is. And uh, and I think it's important that we do shine a light on it, as, as awkward as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I made the point to him as well. That and also to you know just to say to people. Uh, especially influencers like he was talking about that, you know, just because we're speaking to you about it, that we're not putting you all in the same basket. Um, And you may have never done anything wrong whatsoever. And you may feel that why are you talking to me is that we we need help for this. Um, There are people that are suffering in silence, which leads to to other things. And also don't forget as well, kids who are witnessing that on a constant basis Mm -hmm. will always carry scars. And I've come across too many people in my life, who carry so much scars, um, from, from actions of others that it's just worth to make sure that we can do everything that we possibly can as a society to stamp that out as much as we possibly can. It was, it it, was so powerful, really, really, really strong.
3: It was a conversation that I think we need to have. Kyle says, look, remember the outrage after that Gillette advert when they changed it from the best a man can to the best a man can be? And lots of people got really upset because it wasn't like alpha male. He says, mm. uh, many men don't want to address this problem and reject it. We need more strong men to be heard. Thank mm. you for being part of it. Some great talks this week, says Kyle. Um, mm. um, listen, there will be s- m- some people listening. There will no. be one or two who, who may be no. living in a really difficult Place at the moment, yeah. it may be a victim and a, well, a survivor of this. Yeah. I suppose, no, I would want to read out some photos. Please, notes. that's what it's I'm really saying. Important. Please do. 1800 yep. um, Respect is what Alan spoke about. 1800 737 732. Relationships Australia is 1300 364 277. Kids Helpline is 1800 551 800. For crisis support, Contact Lifeline on 131114 or via text on 0477 That's available 24-7. It's Max and Mark Bosnich on Drive on SEN.
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN.
3: Uh, summer Drive on SCN. Uh, Max Rush and Mark Bosnich with you till 6. Uh, brought to you with Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai. Starry a load, fits in everything. And Blundstone, back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. If you missed the first hour, we spoke to Alan Tung. Uh, fascinating guy, doing brilliant work. Uh, pretty inspirational. Um, one of the NRL's Voice Against Violence Ambassadors. Uh, you can check it out on the Drive with Joel and Fletch podcast on Apple P- P- Podcasts and Spotify. Can have your say uh, on the Ryko Filters call on one 13011170. Text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now Gibbo, um, Mark Bosnich That's... is not in the studio uh, now, is he? I mean, but he is on the clock, right? The show is three till six, and he's not here. Where is Mark Bosnich?
5: He's actually just popped outside. I'm I'm going to have to bring him back in when Matty Wade comes on, but he's been on the phone to. My health, because he mm-hmm. told you about his daughter, Allegra. So mm-hmm. he's just sorting some stuff out. But look, Max,
3: I'm right, here. He's in the toilet. He's and um, He's gone outside for some fresh air. That's what he calls it. Well, that's he? what and he just, told me, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I believe in radio honesty here. Mm-hmm. So, right, Matt Wade's coming up, but it's an interview we've already done, right? Mm. So Boz isn't in the studio at the moment, but we are going to give away two tickets to the SCG for the T20, aren't we?
5: Yes, we are. So
3: here's what we're going to do, right? Right. I am going – right, let's, let's get someone to call up. The first person who calls up, right, and off the back of the Matt Wade interview, and Boz will come back and he's not listening to this now. I want somebody to sing Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You to Mark Bosnich. Apropos of nothing, we'll just say, you know, Dave's in North Sydney. You just start singing and you'll get two tickets to the SCG uh, for the one day. What date is it on? February the, February the 11th. So
5: Friday week at the SCG, hmm. Max.
3: Friday week. So actually, you can serenade Boz with any song you like. But what you have to do is, off the back of the Matthew Wade interview, which is 10 minutes long, right? So, that's, you know, we'll play it now, okay? It's the first person to come on and just serenade Boz. I want no hello, no how are you. I just want to say, you know, Brian is on the line from Central Coast, and you just come in with a song for Mark Bosnich. You will get two tickets. Do you think someone will call and do this?
5: Oh, absolutely. I, I okay. think well, we might have to – Max, we're probably going to get a fair few callers. So how are we going to – are we going
3: to do that? Okay. Oh, like a competition. Yeah. Well, let's see I how reckon. we go. Because I, I was banking on not maybe getting one. <laughs> no. right? if we don't oh, get Max, one. Come it's on. tricky. Come on, so one 300 01 During this interview with Matthew Wade, you can win two tickets at the SCG. All you have to do is sing to Mark Bosnich. Of course, if we have five, we'll do five, right? You'll get 30 seconds each. You sing your song and then we'll say, what was your favourite? But Boz won't really understand what's going on and that is the fun of this idea. So please join in. It is the last time we're ever going to be on SEN, so it doesn't really matter if it doesn't work. 1-300 is the RICO Filters call line. Call up, get in the queue to serenade Mark Bosnich. He will not understand what's happening. In the meantime, Matthew Wade, the uh, the Australian wicketkeeper in the T20. He won the T20 World Cup. He came on. um, We chatted to him about half an hour before we came on air, and I began by asking him a very tricky question Uh, How are you, Matt? Where where do we find you?
11: In Hobart at the moment, mate. I'm just actually walking off the golf course as we speak. I played around with (laughs) Benny McDermott. So just uh, snuck on in before I left. It's nice.
3: How did you go? Good round?
11: Not really, to be honest. I got there eventually, but he's actually he's dusting everyone at the moment, Benny McDermott. He's not yeah. only doing it on the cricket pitch; he's doing it on the golf course as well. So uh, he's taking all the money, unfortunately.
4: And and Wadey, let's uh, let's talk about the upcoming T uh, Twenty series against Sri Lanka. Um, uh, coming off the back of of being world champions, a massive target will appear on you, won't it?
11: Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone wants to get the top dog, obviously, and we managed mm. to find ourselves. Um, winning that tournament um, over there but yeah there was I mean any team could have won that tournament to be fair coming you know into the semi-finals um, England we'd played before that and they'd given us the right dust up so we um, yeah there's there's some good teams around the world at the moment and um, yeah a quick turnaround in between World Cups is something we're mm. not used to so it would be nice to get back around the boys haven't seen them for a while and um yeah, jump back into it and start our prep pretty much for the for the World Cup over here. There's not too many games in between. It looks like there's only about this series and probably you know, one or two games in Pakistan and that's kind of it. We'll be um, back into the World Cup. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to keep our form rolling into the next one.
4: Yeah, and you mentioned that. I was just about to say that to our listeners That so those who don't know. The, the Cricket T20 World Cup will be held here uh, in Australia and, uh, and next summer. And I wanted to ask you from the player's perspective, I mean, look, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, pretty much in the 70s and 80s and and loved my cricket full stop, but there was only one day internationals and test cricket. The advent of T20 uh, has added something new and something special. And I want to ask you from a player's perspective, I know you've got a great value for all forms of cricket, but is T20 now perhaps with the players, you would say the number one, like in terms of what they feel like they play? Or do you think there's pretty much the same over three forms?
11: uh i think yeah, you know, test cricket certainly from most of the players perspective the number one format everyone wants to you know reach that and test you um mentally and physically and emotionally and everything it's the hardest format to play but also the most rewarding when you sit down after a winning test cricket it's certainly the most rewarding format and um, me personally and i know a lot of the players that's certainly the number one format i think you know the the two shorter formats have come a lot closer together over the last ten years I think, you know, um fifty over cricket is it's a longish game, but um still white ball and done in one day and then the C twenty's obviously pretty fast and done. So I think those two are probably the two formats that have come a lot closer together over the last fifteen years. Um mm. Test cricket I think still number one and then yeah, the the two white ball formats are so certainly um going backward and forward depending on what World Cup's on at what time. Mm.
3: Onto the serious question, were the post-T20 World Cup celebration ski goggles driven by fashion or, or practical <laughs> practical reasons?
9: <laughs> I'm
11: not 100% sure. I don't actually know where they came from. I think Adam Zampa um, ordered them off Amazon or something and just had them hide in his bag just in case we got the victory and then they... Yeah, next thing I walked in the room and um, everyone had them on. So
4: <laughs> I'm
11: not sure they're too fashionable. I took the lens out of them on the way home and I saw a couple of those photos. They weren't very good at all. <laughs>
4: and uh, and Matthew, do you have any aspirations to return to the longer form of the game, Test Cricket and one-day internationals?
11: Oh, mate, I'd love to. But yeah, I think my time's well and truly passed there. I think um, I'm probably looking towards this World Cup. And once I'm done there, that'll that'll be it to me, international-wise. I'll, I'll be pretty happy to... Um, sail off into the sunset with another World Cup victory if I, if I can on home soil. So, yeah, I'm probably more looking to get this World Cup done and hopefully do really well and we can win it again. And then, yeah, play a couple more years of state cricket and maybe do some T20 circuit stuff. And that'll, uh, that'll well and truly do me. I'm getting old now.
4: Well, just a word of advice. You're a long time retired uh, from something that you love. <laughs> and, look, if you're good enough, you're young enough. And vice versa as well. When the young players are coming up, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Thing so is, as, long Matt, as, as long as you're good yeah, enough, uh, yeah. that, that should never, ever be ruled out.
3: Thing is, Matt, Boz really nah, regrets that's... retiring from test cricket as early as he did.
4: <laughs> and uh, you know He could have given so much more to the game.
3: Now, Matt, I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, I, could yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've noticed, Matt, uh, Justin Langer's been in the news a little bit. I don't know if it's passed you by or not. I'm contractually obliged to ask you a Justin Langer-based question on which you can fend oh. off. Uh, in any way you like. So course, my question man. is this. It hasn't,
11: it hasn't been a question that <laughs> hasn't come up in the last four or five years anyway no. in <laughs> interviews, so no, nothing different now. Yeah. Okay, I'm here we you go. I'm guessing we will ask about his contract.
3: Just say well, no. Matthew, say, just say
4: no comment to it. I'm
3: going to say, is Justin Langer the greatest coach you've ever played under or do you hate him and never want to see him again?
11: <laughs> uh, I don't rate coaches. I just I just go about my business. I never put a, a rating
9: on any coach I've ever
4: had. <laughs> okay. There you go.
3: And I Matthew... you fenced that, fenced that well, I thought. Yeah, I thought, I I thought very well. Well, that. I'm going to have a follow-up question okay, for that good, one. Good. Now you yeah, started yeah, it, right? again. Yeah. Uh
4: during the, during the T20 this year for, for Hobart, Matthew, um, your coach for Hobart, whose name eludes me right now, Uh, apparently wanted you uh, not not to uh, wicket-keep, to go into the field so you could talk to the bowlers. But you're a little bit uh, on the other side of that. Uh, Could you explain to the people, like I said, who are listening, who are not cricket supporters, why he he would ask you to do something like that? I mean, we all think that, you know, unless the the crowd is sort of like a football crowd, so to speak, that you could still talk to the bowlers when you're wicket-keeper as well.
11: Yeah, it's just more the um, the distance between keeper and bowler can sometimes become a little bit more challenging. So, um, I'd had a conversation with um, George Bailey, who I'm mates with, and he's chairman of selectors, about me keeping in, the obviously, the BBL, because I'm keeping for Australia, and mm. that's something that they wanted to see. And then later on, I came back for the last three games, and Griffo just wanted me to be, yeah, more... Central to the bowler, so in between balls and at the top of their mark, they can kind of have a chat to me, and um, we can work out the over a little bit better. It's kind of you're under over rate pressure a lot of the time, so you can't just run from um, forty meters away and then speak to the bowler all the time. We got Riley Meredith in our team, and he takes about five to ten minutes to bowl an over, which puts us way behind every single time. <laughs> so we can't, the distance between it's just the distance, and yeah, yeah not be, not being able to communicate every single ball to the bowler. So it's helpful, but obviously wanted to continue to keep because, um, yeah, I roll into a series now and I'm exactly. going to be keeping, but lucky I got those eight or nine games.
4: Yeah, that's what you do. Um, you, yeah, that's right.
11: You've
3: you spoken a little bit about the Big Bash, about the structure of it. I mean, did, do you think the structure needs changing? Do you think it needs to be fixed, or are you happy with how it is?
11: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% happy with the way that's all gone. It's been you know, a premium product for... 10 years now and we've worked really hard to get it. Cricket Australia and the players have worked hard to get it to where it got to. I just think now, the time of the year it's on and um unfortunately quarantine being such a big issue for international players in the last two years, it's been hard to attract the best international players to come out here and play. I think over the last three or four years it's you know, those players have certainly dropped away a little bit. So it'll be nice to see it, um, you know, obviously with the quarantine dropping with international players, um, I'm hoping that we can attract the best players back. You know, you wanna see the go with Russell, Bravo, those kind of guys that have come out Pretty consistently over the last 10 years, we want to see those guys come back out. and you know Whether that be money or um, time of, of scheduling, um, we need to work it out at some
9: stage.
4: And Matthew, just one last one. You obviously, you mentioned earlier on in the interview that anyone could have won that World Cup. I know it's a long way out. It's still probably, what, nine months or so out until the next Cricket World Cup here in Australia. But if you had to pick one team uh, who you would say would be the biggest threat uh, to Australia retaining uh, the World Cup, which team would that be?
11: Uh I would say oh there's probably two. I think India or England are the two teams when they come out here are, are really hard to beat. Sometimes the size of the grounds in Australia can get some teams. Um New Zealand are always up there. Um but I think those two teams are certainly, you know, are suited to play in our conditions as well as any other
3: team. Mm. Uh, Matt, I think we've got to leave it there. I was I really wanted to ask about how much your hands hurt after a whole day of wicket-keeping. That's an important question. What do you do with your hand? You've got another interview to go to, but do you stick your hands in a bucket of ice or you have just got to tough it out?
11: No, I don't. Thankfully, my hands are... I've got really short, stubby little hands, so I haven't had too many breaks at all. I've seen some of the other blokes' hands and they get properly cane, but um, no, I've been pretty lucky. I don't know if it's because I don't catch it where it should be caught, but um, I've been lucky over the years. I've had no
9: breaks.
4: Well, Maxie, oh, you know, definitely... you know the English wicketkeeper again, whose name eludes me during the Bodyline series uh, back in the 30s. Here, what? when uh, Harold Larwood was trying to take everyone's head off, yeah. uh, he used to put two two pieces of uh, I think it was T-bone steak, <laughs> wasn't it, Matthew, or, or fillet steak? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, from his innards, then the steak, then 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 the glove. So there you go, mate. Yeah. I've that's what to
11: that. do. Extraordinary. Yeah. I can't believe you could even feel the ball
4: going in. There, so <laughs> <laughs> Apparently by about four o'clock in the afternoon, all the players were just holding oh, their God, noses out.
3: <laughs> um, Matthew, thanks oh, so I'm much. Sure. Thanks so much for your time, mate. We really appreciate it.
11: No worries at all. Thank you. Take care,
3: Matthew. See, all the best. Uh, Matthew Wade there. I'll be keeping yeah. wicket for the Aussies in the T20. Five T20s, the first one, uh, is the 11th at the SCG. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Go and support the boys if you so choose. Listen to Drive on SEN with Max Rush and Mark Bosnich.
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and
3: Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Our Summer Drive on SEN with thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. Fits in everything in Blunstone. Back to work with Blunstone and Toby Price, Smart Bosnich, Max Rushton with mm. you until 6, our last ever show. On SEN, this could be mm. the end. How emotional are you? You can call us on the RICO Filters call line 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736. You getting emotional yet, Boz? No, no, okay. Um, the listeners have let me down here, Boz, have they? Yeah, because no. uh, before the Matthew Wade. Um, and I, look, I, I thought we were getting on fine. You know, well, we had are. lots of calls about the curve. No, the,
4: the best call was that guy Arranged went, no, you know, no, 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 no. I don't want <laughs> to do this anymore.
3: <laughs> I can't I don't want to talk to you idiots. I thought I was talking to someone else. Oh,
4: that was one of the biggest custard pies we've but had in a while. It
3: really was. But I've had a bigger one because before what? the Matthew Wade interview, yep, yep. you left the studio. You, yep. you went to use the facilities. You went yes. for some fresh air, as you call it. Yeah. And um, I asked the listeners to ring up. Mm. To sing you a song because we've got to give away tickets to the SCG, right? Right. So what I wanted you to do was come back and there'd be five people to sing a song to you, and you wouldn't know what was going on, but you'd find it wonderful. It was like well, a present to you, Boz. Thank you me. so much, mate. But nobody wanted to sing to you.
4: And I I completely understand that because if I was if I was listening, I'd be thinking, okay, enough of all this. We've seen yeah. how interesting you are when you guys talk about serious subjects and yeah. and mix it in with that. But when you start to to raffle on about things like that, I think they'd probably go, "Oh, we'll stuff this. We'll wait for somebody else to do it." That's what I believe.
3: Well, I'm not happy with that. I, you know, if you can't do nonsense, then you don't deserve the serious. Well, okay. That's how I, I feel yeah, about that, this. That's and that's understandable. I feel let down. You know, I don't that, want to work yeah. at the stage. I thought I, maybe I, I didn't want to work here. I don't want
4: to work here anymore. I, I completely like understand that. that. But I think, they, you know, different strokes with different folks. I One think the culture is a little bit different here.
3: 70. I just want... No, trust me... UK do radio stations, to. people
4: also don't ring up to sing. Nobody well, there you go. Well, sing. then it's very similar. I'm just saying to you, but different strokes for different folks. I understand that totally. <laughs> it's the, it's uh, the same by the way, for uh, all the folks. Yes, what is it, Boz? Oh, yeah, I, AFC, uh, you know, the African um, Cup African Nations. Cup of Nations last night. Just to update everyone, Egypt go through Mo Salah and all to the final um, after beating Cameroon on penalties where they'll play Senegal. So, yeah, so well, just, a, just a quick on that. Um, the host, Cameroon, are knocked out on penalties. Always a massive double-edged sword when you're playing at home because pressure can be can be massive as well, especially when it goes to a penalty shoot. And uh, the Athletic Bilbao knocked out Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey quarterfinals as well. Hey. So there you Ooh. go. And obviously, FA Cup round uh, this week in, round in the Cambridge UK. United v Dirty Luton. Correct. Saturday,
3: 4.30 a.m. Correct. on whatever channel Correct. on. And the
4: World Club Championship, um, uh, something that I've won and it's very dear to me uh began overnight in uh, in the united or Arab- well in dubai so so there you go all right so you won that yeah. did you buzz yes well i won it when it was called the intercontinental cup so and that was the final and season you, against because no yeah.
3: fans care about
4: that well either. they may not but um yeah. i tell you what when you play for a country like i did in australia and this is no disrespect who you, you knew sort of deep down that during your playing career we're, we're not going to win a world cup yeah. Um. To be part then of the best team, club team in the world on that night was uh, very, very special. And it's always nice one to put on your thing that uh, you're a world club champion. What you put it on your thing? Well, on your CV. Is that what? It's called? Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have a CV, boss? Um. Yeah. Did you have to put a CV in here to get this gig at SEN? No, they didn't want that. But they, for some reason, they wanted my driver's license.
3: <laughs> oh, that's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Have they given it back? Not yet. Well, there we are. Lots of people got in touch about the uh, curling crisis uh, in Australian curling. Two defeats already in the Olympics, um, are, and it has taken uh, Twitter by storm, Mark Bosnich. Yep. Uh, our mate Vince Rugari saying the National Curling League needs to split from the Federation so it can be in control of its own financial destiny. The owners of the various <laughs> curling clubs are being asked to put in their money without any real say in how their business is run be any Shrimper says it needs sweeping changes. Very good. Uh, Nick Very says good we Shrimpa. don't have enough of our curlers curling in the top leagues in Scandinavia. <laughs> Travis says it's not going smoothly, is it? Our mate Francis Leach, what a good guy he is. Curling needs a good clean out, which is fortunate Very because good. they already have the brushes. Mm. Um, Stuart Randall, uh, uh the broadcaster, our kids are too busy playing EA curling 22 and watching top ten curls <laughs> on YouTube, which actually is probably quite a sinister thing. Don't go and watch that. We need councils to start freezing swimming pools over to give them a chance. Uh, Ed says, I'd argue it has more to do with curling being drowned out in the winter months in Australia with other ice-based codes. We need to shift the comp to summer to get some clean air. Adam, I blame Bunnings. Brooms, obviously, too costly. Anyway, some reaction there. Very good. Um, we're, Very we're going good. to... Thank you, everybody. Uh, Boz, we are going to talk to Danny Townsend next, yes. time, aren't we? Yes, we are. And uh, this is going to be uh, interesting because mm. you've been giving uh, the A-League a bit of stick and uh, I'd like to hear the other side of it. Yeah, I'm going to join. Most I'm definitely. I, I think, and, but and I think the,
4: the main the main point of, of this conversation to have as well is, like I said, on the back of uh, of of what uh, Louis Arcuri, who came on very uh, happily yesterday, um, mm-hmm. the lawyer who represented the active fans, and uh, to, to say to, like I said, to, said before, to say to Danny, I mean, look, in terms of the COVID situation, we know it's been difficult for fans all over, but there has been a significant drop. There's no doubt about that. But in terms of the active fans, this is even pre-pandemic. Um, there was been a significant drop in active fans attending our game, and it was a point of difference. And and we we just want to ask him uh, about that. There's another thing we want to ask him that I've got some feedback from a lot of fans who are complaining that they don't know when A League games are on. Um, They were talking in terms of their app. I think or or what's on Twitter. I think it's called Keep Up. Uh, No pun intended. But they were just saying Keep Up needs to keep up because basically they're hitting it and they don't know. Uh, when the game's on and some people say oh now game's on tonight and this, that and the other so we'll just go through then and we'll and we'll listen like we said Max and I think I'll rely on you actually to ask more of the questions because uh, um, you seem to be uh, a very good moderator in these circumstances I'll oh, stop it um, anyway alright I will
3: okay um, <laughs> no don't no, no 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 come on and say no 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 1300 01 three hundred zero one eleven seventy is the phone number one person to come on and sing to Boz or we might do another show on this station like if you want us gone you have to sing. It's that simple. The RICO filters call line one 1170 We have to give the tickets away for the SCG somehow. You know, I don't, I can just give them to someone on the street when I leave. But like, if you want them, mm. ring us one zero11170. Danny Townsend from the A League is next. A summer drive on SEN thanks to Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai story load. fits in everything. And Blundstone back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. Uh, here's a text: If you can't do nonsense, you don't deserve the series. Is that classic Max or a famous quote? from somebody it's a famous quote from me from five minutes ago but you know it'll be in the Oxford book of quotations but I'm sure by the end of the month Uh, now let's do a bit of uh, uh, football uh, Boz we've talked about the A-League a lot we've talked about the Socceroos a lot haven't we we've talked about a few of the issues that that seem to be in the game Mm. Uh, we wanted to get Danny Townsend on uh, the CEO of the uh, of the A-League and I'm very pleased to say uh, he's said yes and he's coming on Danny how are you good fellas thanks for having me on now pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. I've been mentioning um, in the last sort of week we've done this show, I've been in the Australia for about, I don't know, four or five months, and I've noticed there is just a sense of existential crisis sort of per- permanently around Australian soccer, like constantly <laughs> scared about comparing it with some other league, trying to work out what the quality is, trying to find out, you know. There seems to be that everyone's sort of desperate for it to be hugely successful but are terrified that it's having a permanent crisis. Is that something that from inside you see or not?
12: Yeah, look, I think we do. And it's been symptomatic of our code for decades. And it's, and it's something we, we're hell bent on fixing in APL. I think, you know, when you you look at it, it's probably the code that it eats itself alive sometimes. and. And I think sometimes we just we need to take a breath and, and realise that we're all in this together. And if you if you love football, whether you love the Premier League or the Serie A or the A-League, it's all football. And and at the end of the day, we're a powerful force when we work together. But um, quite often, we're working against each other. And, and that's something we've got to fix. And that's, yeah, for me, uh, that's a personal goal of mine to really try and unite the way we think about the game here and, and make, make the progress we know um,
3: the game can make.
4: How do we do that? And- oh, God.
3: How do, how do we do that? How do we do we do? I mean, it's a big question, I know, but how, how do it we is. unite everybody to sing from the same hymn sheet, to be able to take criticism when it's valid, to work together to get soccer into the position that we all want it to be?
9: Yeah,
12: you've still got to be pragmatic. We, we can't create an environment where we're all a bunch of cheerleaders and we don't ask ourselves the tough questions because from time to time, and often, you need to you need to uh, be provocative. You need to um, really drill into why certain things are happening, and I think we're, we're seeing that at the moment with, with the national teams, and, and we're continually seeing that with the A-Leagues when we you know, really uh, um, realise that we've got a lot of work to do, but we're committed to doing that work. And, look, these things don't turn around in five minutes. You know, you, you, can't, you can't change decades of behaviour in, in a moment. I think you've got to earn the trust of people. You've got to get people reinvigorated to, to engage with the game. We have absolutely no shortage of people that love the game and play the game. It's by far the biggest sport in the country. Um, we just need to galvanise them and have them excited about uh, what lies ahead.
4: Now, Danny, one of the major points of difference that uh, that football had, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, uh, in this country to the other sports was active support, and uh, and we, we've both witnessed it up close. It was something that was, uh, you know, absolutely amazing. Yes, there were a few little issues, as we as we all know, um, but however, that's. You know, that's dwindled, Um, and this is pre-pandemic. I mean, obviously, it, it, you know, crowds have dwindled all over during the pandemic because of, you know, each state's COVID rules and so forth. But even pre-pandemic, we saw the active support dwindle. We had Louis Alcouri on yesterday, who was a lawyer who represented the active fans way back when there was a boycott. I think it was in 2015. And he spoke about uh, the feeling amongst all active fans. Obviously, he's he's a West Sydney Wanderers fan, but he said about all active fans, feeling as though that they've been shunted a little bit to the outside. Um, how do we get them back and re-engage them? He said he's not big into symbolism, but he thought it would make a huge difference if if the clubs, which now run the game, um, would would basically invite them back.
12: Yeah, look, I think first and foremost, you know, active support is the lifeblood of our game. You know, the, they are the differentiator. They They are what makes it special. Um, and they create that unique environment that makes all those that aren't in active support want to come to watch the great talent on the pitch, but also experience the noise, the colour, the vibrancy that, that active support bring to our cove. So yeah, they are critical to, to the, the, the show. And I think, you know, I've got a first-hand experience in dealing with the cove. And I think, you know, I've been fortunate enough to really enjoy a great relationship with them over my time at Sydney FC. And, and it, for me, it's about respect you you and that's got to be a mutual respect and you know to to be invited back absolutely i think we went through a process when we took back control or took control of the league um from the fa to actually lift a, a bunch of bands on on um active supporters who were banned by the fa and had proven to us that they'd rehabilitated and were were a little bit more mature than they might have been back in the day when they they made their indiscretion because we want to make it's it easy to be an active supporter. We want to encourage active support back to the game. You've seen what's happened down in, in Victoria, the victory with with the North Terrace. You know, I was down there for the Big Blue last week and that North Terrace was phenomenal. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's there's green shoots there. Uh, we absolutely need to take advantage of a reset on the back of COVID. To your point, Boz, it's been challenging getting anyone to any um, mass participation event um, over the last couple of months. And I think we're starting to see... Yeah, the, the the virus come run through the community and people coming out the other side of that and feeling a little bit more comfortable about going to to events like football matches. So yeah, look, active support's key, and, and we're going to be focused on bringing them back in in droves.
4: And Danny, the other feedback uh, that I've had, and uh, I was specifically asked amongst a lot of things to so to ask you this question today, is the exposure. Um, a lot of fans complained to me um that through the, the the app that users start the keep up app which is also you can follow on twitter and so forth and no pun intended here but it, it's failing to keep up i.e they don't do not know with 100 percent certainty when and where there are going to be games um it, you know everyone yeah. everyone experiences teething problems and so forth but it has been six or seven months now and people are starting to get impatient can you give them any reassurance on that
12: yeah, look, just to be clear, Boz, it was launched in in late November, so it's only really been active for, for about two and a half months. But notwithstanding right. that, we we realise it's got um, challenges, and we're working closely with our providers to fix those.
9: Mm. And, and
12: frankly, for me as a as a CEO, it needs to be better, and and we, we we know we're we're working on that. So I understand that challenge. I also understand the fact we've been having to postpone games, change them round, change opponents, change kickoff times. We're dealing with so much complexity at the moment that it's it is very difficult for our fans to keep up it's very difficult for us to keep up as administrators frankly and for coaches and for players to know who they have got to prepare to play and on what day you know if you you go back a couple of years ago and you could map out a twenty six round season and you you'd barely move a fixture and you and your coaching staff could plan your full season out with training days days off at the moment it, it's it's crazy and it's difficult for fans it's difficult for our players and our coaches, but um, yeah, look. Hopefully, we're on the other side of that. But the football frenzy in February, um, you know, I think will really breathe some, um, you know, some really good um, excitement into into football in Australia over the next uh, 28 days.
3: And that's twenty dollars a ticket, which is which is great, right? We want to encourage people to go and watch soccer. What's i found interesting in you know having kickabouts with people, are over Sydney and Melbourne, and chatting to uh, Australians and, and expats about football is. And I say, you know, who are your teams? And a lot of them love the EPL or love Serie A, love the Bundesliga, don't necessarily have an A-League team or don't necessarily watch the A-League. You signed a big deal with Channel 10. I'm very conscious that both Boz and I work for Channel 9, so this is not meant in any sort of way as a dig. Are you happy with, you know, the number of people that are watching on TV? Because clearly the more fans you get in the stadium, the better the atmosphere, the more people watch on TV. It's a kind of, they help each other, don't they?
12: Yeah, absolutely. It's cyclic, and and look, it is where we expected it to be. You know, where we were in previous years. You know, with our past partner, we we, we struggled. Our, our all of our metrics were in decline. Let's face it. You know, it's not like we, we, the thing was was moving at pace. It, it was it was slowing right down, if not stagnant. And what our job at APL to do is to, is to really kickstart that momentum and drive back into into the hearts and minds of people that love football. Because you know, part of our strategy in the past was to almost ignore the other all the other football codes. You know I mean, football codes or competitions, I mean, the Premier League or Serie A. Part of our focus with Keep Up is about adjacency, is about putting the A-League next to the Premier League and putting it next to the Serie A, putting it next to the MLS. So people that love football, who may not love an A-League club, start to start to get exposure to the A-League and, and start that journey of being a fan. And, and that's where we're at. We're at the start of that journey and it's, we can't expect it to turn around um, immediately.
4: And danny just got a text in here. Uh, it says, uh, Hello, can you ask Danny Townsend on his thoughts on the proposed domestic transfer system? By all reports, it seems like the clubs, the APL, prefer to keep the salary cap instead of implementing this domestic transfer system that Football Australia and the Players Association are trying to push through. Would love to hear where he stands. Thanks.
12: Yeah, look, just to be clear, the PFA stands aside with the APL on this matter. We've just completed, uh, back in June of last year, a a five-year CBA. So the domestic transfer system has been put on the table after that CBA has been complete. And the PFA and the APL are aligned with where we stand on the domestic transfer system. We're not necessarily opposed to it at all. And I think there's some probably misinformation floating around on that. But we have a CBA. It's on foot. So, you know, it's difficult to unwind legal documentation that was brought together by the two parties that represent the people that pay the players and the players themselves.
4: And can you explain to everyone what CBA stands for? That's a collective bargaining agreement. So that's that's with the clubs and the players, correct?
12: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, for the first time, the APL, the clubs who have paid the players for 16 years are actually a party to the terms in which players are paid. So mm. the collective bargaining agreement is something that has been in place for a long time. It used to be in place between the FA... And the PFA, now it's in place between the APL and the PFA. And, and we're delighted with the way that went. You know, the, the relationship with the PFA, I don't think it's ever been stronger. And we genuinely believe and, and treat them like partners in the game. And I think they, they uh, respect that.
4: Without giving away any trade secrets, Danny, um, do, do, the, do the majority of clubs realise that the transfer system, rather than being a cost to the clubs, is more an extra form of revenue that you're all missing out on?
12: Look, well, there is a transfer system in place. There's a FIFA-regulated system. And, you know, there, again, I read some articles recently from, from various people commenting on on clubs not taking advantage of transfer fees. Mm. You know, our, our CEOs have been in this business a long time. They know that putting in sell-on clauses is not a new thing. Every yeah. single player that's transferred out of Sydney FC in the last five years has had a sell-on clause. Yeah, so, sell-on clause, yeah. But what about
4: domestic? Companies. I think what people are referring to having a domestic transfer system.
12: Yeah, look, domestic transfer system. There's already there's already things in place that that support the, the payment of, of transfers of players down into the grassroots. That they're FIFA, they're FIFA regulated um, statutes. Mm how a domestic transfer system changes the way a league clubs trade players i'm not convinced it's going to change dramatically because what what it will probably do is actually encourage clubs which is a good thing by the way to to look inward at their their academies for their players and bring the young talent through their own club rather than go and look at other clubs because i don't see a point in time soon where an a league club will, will will buy and pay a transfer fee for a an 18- or 19-year-old player from another A-League club. I I don't see it happening anytime soon. It might happen in the future. We're not opposed to it. I just don't see it having a huge impact that that some people think it might have. Um, But look, we're absolutely open to discussing it and we have been discussing it and we'll continue to do
4: so. Are the clubs opposed to having promotion and relegation and aligning uh, basically with the whole of football in this country eventually?
12: Look, we've always maintained that we're not opposed to it what I've said myself, um, that some of the best and most compelling football matches that I've ever watched are promotional relegation battles. That's mm-hmm. the reality of a, a football purist would say that. What we also need though, is financial sustainability in football. One of the biggest problems for our game, it has been undercapitalised, and the financial framework that sits around the game has failed us for decades. Every single A-League club loses money. Mm. How can we then sustain a second tier that will also potentially lose money, or not. And if we can build a sustainable framework around both those competitions and that the the, the promotion and relegation system allows for those clubs to remain solvent and continue to, to be able to afford to exist, then that's when you can start contemplating it. But I think right now, we've got a lot of MPL clubs that, that are probably struggling financially. We've got a lot of APL clubs that are struggling financially. And we need to get them right first. Mm. And But I think in general, National Second Division, we're excited about what that looks like. We're ex- we haven't heard a lot about it. Frankly, we haven't really been engaged. Um, but we, and we'd love to talk about it if, if at the right time. But, um, yeah,
3: well, I, I don't think we've ever said that we're, we're diametrically
12: opposed to promotion and relegation. It's just about doing it at the right time, I think.
3: Mm. Uh, finally, for me, Danny, it's, it's much easier to stand on the sidelines and yell than it is to... Stay, be inside the room and try and make change. Do you think the right people are inside the room, and would you welcome people who shout from the sidelines? I'm not looking at balls necessarily, but you know, uh, <laughs> lots of people outside. You know, would you welcome them into the room to talk about it?
12: Absolutely. I think you know the great thing about our game is that fans have a voice. You know, pundits have a voice. You know, you, you guys in the roles you play in the game are important because you shape the narrative. You you, you test authority and you you question decisions and that's healthy you know i I think what what i get frustrated about is is incessant negativity and people not working together to solve problems and i think that's the bit that we need to get right as a game because i think the other codes see us and we say it a lot sleeping giant if we get our act together they're worried and they quite like the fact that we tend to to, to sort of drag ourselves down and I think that we, we need to change that and, and I'm committed to, to doing that and working with all the different levels of football in the country to make sure that our game is the number one sport in the country because it should be. Uh,
4: Danny, one last question before a quick one. Newcastle Jets uh, are owned at the moment uh, as we all know uh, by three of the existing clubs which I thought at the time was a great uh, bit of solidarity to make sure that they, they stay up. Is their sale imminent uh, as to what we read or is it is it just rumours?
12: No, I look, there is there ongoing discussions with with a couple of different uh, groups that are, are very serious about um, Newcastle Jets. You know, to your point, boys, it was really important. Uh, position the APL took back in back at the time when when that license went into disrepair, and I think the commitment that APL made was to the city of Newcastle and the football fans in Newcastle that there will be an A-League club on in, in Newcastle for a long time to come. And we we want to make sure that the the owners of that club are the right ones. You know, as you know, there's been a couple of false starts up there, and it's a parochial city, it's a football city, and, and we want to make sure that there's a long-term sustainable ownership group in there that, that you know really let that, that uh, club, fr- uh, club,
3: club thrive. So. Mm. Uh, Danny, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's a conversation we want to keep on having. Um, mm-hmm. Not that me and Boz, we've not been booked for any other shows, but if we are, we will. <laughs> Cheers for you. <laughs>
4: Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Good on you, boys. Thank you. Thank you,
3: Thank man. So Danny to Townsend there. Um, uh, if you want to react to Danny, you can, of course. Uh, you can call us at 300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736. Danny Townsend, uh, CEO of the APL and the A Leagues. And uh, uh, after the break, uh, we'll take some calls. We might have a game of Guess Who. People love that. And plenty more of talking out loud. That's what this thing is.
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blundstones and Toby Price.
3: Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Summer Drive on SEN. Thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. Fits in everything. And Blundstone, back to work. Don't laugh when we give out uh, with Blundstone and Toby Price. John's in he wanted to give us a call on one 1170 the Ryco Filters call line. Hey, John.
0: Yeah. Good afternoon, boys. Hey, John. Just a couple of quick things about mm-hmm. uh, your reign in the last couple of weeks. Max, yes. um, thanks for me winning the comp, um, the competition a couple of weeks ago. The these pillows doing the, uh, the job for my head. I really oh, appreciate good. it. Oh,
3: marvelous, marvelous. Yeah. The one question it. between
0: Gary Newman and Gary Oldham. That was. Yeah, it's that a good was, question. That was the best one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was the best yeah in many um, ways boz, John a
3: highlight uh, uh, many way I highlight that of of the week's actually the of the two weeks that we've done together anyway carry on with your question for boz uh
0: boz um the one thing that you talked about the other day i had a my daughter's now nearly 16 mm. uh, she was 12 playing soccer mm-hmm. she was picked in a 14 side mm. um, and then after that side she just uh, like in a rep side um, she decided to give it away mm. um Oh, the coaching, you know, I live in the eastern suburbs. I mm. see, oh, you've got to go to this Brazilian academy to get there and all this sort of stuff. Mm. You know, why? Did you need to go to a Brazilian academy when you were no. a kid? No. Uh, no. Like, uh, some of the stuff that's happening in soccer is extortion of the parents, mm. I hate to say.
4: And it, no, no. Yeah. I, I think you got every yeah. right to say, and I think, look, I don't know the Brazilian Academy, so I want to take them completely out the uh, out the conversation, because because I said I don't want to uh, impinge in any way uh, upon which, whatever Academy it is. But I've seen this so many times, John, and no, I did not. But the thing is, and this is this is this is the the whole point, And you, you mentioned the word or what you said. Um, people are basically they're prying on parents and children's you know, ambitions and I think it's just completely wrong and this is why it needs to be really got a hold of and the people in charge uh, need to be allowed to do what they do to clean all this up because the, the, the bottom line is like I said Boz. there's so many stories that I'm hearing like this you and it is completely it, wrong you're turning people off.
3: John great call. Boz back in one second.
4: Introducing the
2: all new Hyundai Starry Alone. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race adventure.
3: Summer Drive on SEN. i I'm Max Ross and Mark Bosnich with you. Here we go. Yeah, so Roosterman has been uh, in
4: touch. Yeah, Roosterman. Yeah. Well, we're getting texts from everywhere. One of the biggest football player agents in the whole country, if not the biggest, Paddy Dominguez, is also uh, hey, texted. Dominguez. Yeah, He's also text me in a contract to, to, to say, um, uh, North I'm UFC. tuned in just now to Max and yourself, so make it good or I'll ring in. There you go. Okay, yeah, well, we'll take the call. Roosterman says, just got a call from
3: SENHQ official. Um, You guys are sacked. Sorry to break the news. Gibbo's taking over the post. The news, you have seven minutes to uh, learn the panels, get ready to get back on stand. Gibbo will be running the 5.45 debrief. Enough is enough. Thank goodness for that. Thanks so much for your company. It's been me and Mark Bosnich for Summer Drive. Gibbo takes over. Take all. After the news and sports at five o'clock. It's the Drive Time Hour with Gibbo and Dom. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load.
2: It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN.
5: Yes, welcome back to Summer Drive. It's the Gibbo and Dom show. I have been begging HR for this. SEN HQ have listened. Welcome to the SEN stations on the SEN track dial. Queensland stations in Atherton, Brisbane, Darling Downs, Ingham, and Kingaroy, and to the New South Wales SEN track stations. G'day to you in Griffith and Illawarra. It's summer drive on SEN. Thanks to Hyundai introducing the new Hyundai Staria Load. Dom. You've been here for one day and all one of a sudden day. we're co-hosting together. How do you feel, mate?
6: How good's this? Like, you know, I don't want to get up myself a little bit, but I've been here for an hour, two hours, and I'm already hosting a drive show on one of the most prominent radio stations in Sydney. Am I doing something right?
5: Mate, yeah, absolutely. bozar. how are the tweets going, mate?
4: Uh, tweets are coming in from everywhere. Good afternoon to you, Dom, and good afternoon to uh, Gibbo, but uh, they are coming in from absolutely everywhere. You're doing a great job. And, Max,
5: the panel, you've learnt it in the news break. How's the panel?
3: Yeah, panel's fine. Just press the odd button like this. It's totally fine.
5: Okay, Max, you probably can't be touching that button again. But, okay, look, guys, you're doing you. great. Welcome in. give and Dom show, summer drive. But right now, we're going to cross to the best beard in Sydney. Sports bet. Bet with mates. Start your group. Bet together. Share the moment. Conditions apply. And gamble responsibly. It's happened, Sean. I've been begging for it. Shawnee Omrod, come in.
8: I genuinely feel like so proud to be a part of this moment, Gibbo. Am, so am, I, am I officially your first uh, live cross as part of your sort of fledgling career? And, and Dom, of course, I'm not going not to leave out Dom. Uh, welcome, you. mate. You really
6: hit
5: the big time. Thank you very applause? much.
6: I appreciate the kind words. I believe you are our first guest, our first yes, yes. Why are you pointing at me, Gibbo? Thanks. What do you want me to do?
3: Max, the panel panel going well? Yeah, panel's going great. Everybody, just press this. Just press this button. Do you know what you're pointing at me for? I was sacked five minutes ago. Yeah. Me and Boz should have gone.
4: Yeah. Frankly, shouldn't I've, we? I've got another text. Sorry, Sean. Um, yeah. This is from a Junior <laughs> Junior Smythe. Good afternoon, uh, Gibbo and Dom. It was great oh, yeah. to hear you both on a great station. Thank you for your passion that you have shown, um, not only for this show but for the World Game. When Mark and Max were talking about it, and hopefully we'll hear more of you soon. It's from Junior I've Smythe. Got a-
3: I've got, a tech, I've got a tweet from Carl who says, I really miss Gibbo and Dom on TalkSport. Um, I miss their quality content like this. Uh, I've got this one as well um, that says, I've just downloaded the SEN app. Um, this is Gareth in Worthing in the UK. Just downloaded the SEN Uh, app so i can hear your dulcet tones gibbo and dom um (laughs) i've no idea what your co-hosts are talking about but it's good to have you back Mm. um kevin says thank you gibbo and dom for a great summer winter from the crazy canuck in midland ontario canada so you get so much reaction and like you've barely been doing the show for three minutes Gibbo mm-hmm. and Don. this is like a this is a career
4: uh, high. now i know now, now uh, before we go back to sean sorry sean we always <laughs> sorry, we always sean. delay on you but no, <laughs> I, I, i've worry. got to say Absolutely. this i've got, i i intrinsically trust my insides uh, and and that's what's uh, you know that's what gives me an edge in a lot of situations and mm. all jokes aside i know sometimes we're half joking and all that here I really want to say, Gibbo and Domin, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Look me in the eyes, please, both of you. This sounds right, what you're doing to both of you. You right. sound this like you sound absolutely like if I'm in the car, what I want to be listening to, the voice and everything, I mean that.
5: Thank you. Well, I've actually just got a text in from Hutchie, yeah. the CEO hey, Hachi. of the company. He yeah. said, Get off now and get back on the tools. Oh. So Max, <laughs> what I'll do, Max, I'll let you take over from here. It's been great. This is summer drive.
3: Yeah, Uh, what a wonderful show. Thanks so much to the host of the previous show, Gibbo, and And a wonderful job from them. They'll be back on again tomorrow, same time, same place. They'll be back on 5 from three minutes past five to seven minutes past five every weekday afternoon uh, for the rest of the year on uh, SEN 1170. It's a good gig. They're just a five-minute gig. They get paid $3.5 million a year each, and this is Dom's <laughs> first paid shift. Anyway, Shawnee, I'm sorry you're stuck with me and Boz. Sports bet with mate, start your group. Bet together, share the moment, conditions apply, gamble responsibly. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Australia T20 series against uh, Sri Lanka. We spoke to Matthew Wade earlier in the show. Uh, how do you see this yep. going?
8: Before we get to that, I just want to say I'm even more privileged as I was before because not only was I I, I, their first uh, live cross, I'm now their last. So there you go. Always three minutes. There you go. Who says you can't have a good time in three minutes? Sean, you're uh... just going up on
4: my estimation, (laughs) Sean. You're magnificent.
9: Let's go, buddy.
8: No, let's get back on track to the, uh, yeah, Matty said The t 20 series starts uh, next week. The Sri Lanka. No surprises at all, really. Aussies, obviously the world champs Mm. uh, from last year. Clear favourites in this one. In the open, I think they're playing five matches, so it's the first of five. Yep. They're 28, uh to get the job done. The Lankins, $3.50 to cause a big old upset. Mm. Uh, that one's next Friday night, as you boys have said. But also, we sort of teased, or you guys teased, with Matty Wade, the T20 World Cup again uh, at the back end of this year. And you asked him, uh, you know, who were the major threats to the Aussies. And I reckon, that, well, he may well know it's cricket, Matty Wade. I'm going sat in the dark there, but I reckon he might have had a sneak peek. The sports bet app and just the the odds because we've already got uh, the odds up. Who's going to lift the trophy at the end of the year? Mm. Aussies are second favourite now. We're second yep. favourite four dollars thirty three. India was one of the teams that he mentioned were a yeah, big threat. Their favourites at four dollars. England, the other team that he that he did mention, their third favourite as well. Four dollars mm. fifty. So Matty Wade, he's all over the futures market. Really. And just to
4: let everyone know as well, somebody told me the other day when I was speaking to him, a, a big hitter in cricket. You know, India versus Pakistan, the game in the T20s already sold out. I did hear that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. It's been it confirmed. Be a cracking atmosphere. Yeah. Mm. I uh, I called yeah. India,
3: Pakistan edge in Birmingham. It's a huge uh, Indian and Pakistani community yep. there. It was absolutely unbelievable. The best yeah. bit of the mm. well after the game, right? Uh, it was interesting. India hammered Pakistan, and then the final Pakistan won that game. It was a couple of years ago. I think it was before the the World Cup that England won in that incredible game against mm. New Zealand. I got in the lift with Steve Harmison, who was co coms and um, uh, Mickey Arthur, the Pakistan coach, got in the lift. Like, this doesn't happen like, after a big soccer game. you get in the lift, and then Jose wanders in and goes... And I mean, Mickey just went, that wasn't a great game for us, was it? And we got out of the lift on the wrong floor... To where the India fans were, where the India team bus was, the Indian players were gonna come out. And there was like thousands of people and they recognized Steve Harmison, right? And so they were like, oh man, they literally ran up to Steve Harmison, photos and photos. So they just presumed I was just another retired <laughs> England medium fast bowler. They just thought I was Alan Malally or something. Uh, I have got, I am on the fo- I am on the iPhone of about a million Indian cricket fans in Birmingham. <laughs> (laughs) because they think I'm Mark Islet and I just went with it I I was about to
4: say do you not think it was appropriate (laughs) maybe halfway through of actually saying you know because of the conscience that you have Max you know you're so conscious about all these things around the world and all that yeah. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm actually a, not an ex cricket You just no, you just went not. with it.
3: <laughs> just roll with
4: it. Um, uh, shortly, let's talk about
3: um uh, the Olympics. Uh, in, yes. Uh, in a while, mm-hmm. we're talking to Alex Falazzo. I hope that's how I pronounce it. Or Falazzo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia's greatest loser with a G. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just seen him going down that uh, bobsleigh track or the mm-hmm. lose track, pretty sharpish. Um, uh, what, what, what are his chances of bringing back gold? Because we've had these curling defeats. It's, it's put Australia mm. into crisis. Can he rescue us?
8: Yeah, it's been a bad uh, couple of nights to be a curling fan, of which mm. I am uh, a real sicko for curling. So it's been a, a rough sort of couple of days, and I know I'm not the only one. Now, I thought I was going to have a bit more of an update here, but uh, unfortunately, now I want you to ask Alex, is he actually going down the mountain uh, a few minutes after he's speaking to you or a few minutes before? Because we've actually taken his market off the board. But I did speak to Gibbo before and his chances didn't look great according to sports bet. He was 150 to one before that close. So I think they might be just having a few practice runs now and that's why it's down. But keep your eye. I want you to get the word from him straight from the uh, the horse's mouth.
9: Mm-hmm. Wow.
8: Uh, what are his chances like? Because I reckon that market will be up before uh, tomorrow when I think the first run officially is. Yep. Uh, and everyone can just jump on the sports bet app and, and get an update.
4: And uh, um, tonight, Sean, as well, sorry, Max, uh, A-League, um, we've got Adelaide taking on Sydney FC. Uh, Adelaide yep. in third place um, and Sydney FC, same games, but uh, on one point behind in sixth place. What are the odds for those two teams?
8: Yeah, very, very close to fair. This one,
4: uh, Adelaide United, they're $2.62. Sydney
8: FC have got the slight, very slight edge in the betting, $2.50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the draw for all those ball draw backers. $3.50. Yep. What an awful bet type to sit through.
4: Mm, there you
3: go. Um, uh, Premier League has one game this weekend because it's the FA Cup fourth yep. rounds. Um, Came giant playing yep. Luton. Some really big games in the FA Cup. Plymouth going to Chelsea. Kidderminster hosting West Ham. Boreham Wood going to Bournemouth. Uh, some of these teams you, you know you may not have heard of because they're non-league mm. sides. But um, in the Premier League, Burnley played Watford. It's Roy Hodgson's first game in charge of Watford. Uh, we all thought he'd retired uh, after leaving Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, Both teams are rubbish at the moment, if I'm being fair. Um, But they've (laughs) they've got a chance of escaping. It is a huge game for both these sides in the EPL um, Mm. early on Sunday morning, I'm guessing. Midnight, late on Saturday, either way.
8: Yeah, so you've you've somewhat offended me there, uh, Max, because I am oh, I probably Sydney's biggest Burnley Burnley fan. Now yeah, we, yeah. we we talked about the old we talked about the old biggest firm game earlier in the week. Only, way. I guess. I mean, I, <laughs> it, be, it might be the only. It might be related. To How we come? To it, you but, a Burnley fan?
3: How? Where did this come from?
8: Well, yeah. So my so we mentioned the old firm game the other day. Mm-hmm, Dad yeah. from uh, Scotland, big Rangers fan. So that's that half of me sorted. But the mums side of the family from Lancashire. Yeah, uh, Down there in, uh, well, up there, yeah. So, just outside of Burnley, a little town called padium is where the uh, yep. where that mad clan is. So, that's sort of transferred over to me. Mm-hmm. So, it's been a very, very rough week so far, but I'm hoping uh, the Burnley boys can turn it around for me early Sunday morning. As you said, they're yep. rock, uh, stone motherless was last, to put it uh, politely at the mm-hmm. moment, but they've still got a, a few games in hand. I think they've had a few COVID-affected games. I have. Uh, I think, as you said, Maxie Watford, only two points ahead, but... Pleasingly, Burnley ahead in the betting at this stage, $2.20. Watford
4: outside is $3.50. And a draw in that one is three dollars twenty. But up the claret Sunday morning. Yeah, and that's oh. on that 5 a.m. Sunday morning Max, isn't right, right, yeah. you know, Live and office.
3: Good for you, uh good for you supporting uh, you know, uh inverted commas, as your local side <laughs> and not picking one of the big guns. Look, Burnley have outperformed, you know, they've punched above their weight for a long time. They've got a good manager in Sean. Dyer. Been a great
8: been a great couple of years. Yeah, It's been a, a great
3: years. you know, they get a lot of stick, right? They get a lot of, you know, everyone's like, you know. Can you do it on a Tuesday night in Burnley? They sort of replace Stoke with that and the style of football they play isn't the Mm. most beautiful. But, you you know, what can you do when you don't have the resources of lots of other clubs? So, look, good luck to you, and I'm pleased about that. Um, Randwick races winner tomorrow, it says. I have no idea what. I mean, I guess it's a horse race, right, surely?
8: Yeah, it is, correct. It's the uh, English Millennium Day out there at uh, headquarters tomorrow. Now, you guys probably, Gibbo would be familiar with this term and so are the listeners. It's a WBW. And that stands for will be winning. Now, I've got a couple here. So you want to get your, your pens and your form guides ready. Right. Race four. Right. We're going to race four tomorrow, number three. It's mm-hmm. a horse called Kalos, Drawn Barrier One. Very, very nice three-year-old. And it ran in some really, really good races at the end of last year, some three-year-old races. It's got the great Huey Bowman on board. And looking at the speed map, it's going to get a really nice run uh, in behind the leaders. It's going to be very, very hard to hold out. Now, I mentioned the feature race is the Inglis Millennium. That's race six. And we want to be on Boldinho here. Had no luck at all. Ran in a good race last year. What was We're that second there. one? Was that second one? Race, race,
4: one? race, what was that four. one,
8: race, race four, four number three, six. but then race six. Correct. Baldinho, race six, number six you want. Baldinho. So that's $6 gotcha. at the moment. Again, got Huey Bowman on board. Drawn, should get a great run. 1,100 metres, ticks all the boxes. Just needs even luck. It's going to be very, very hard to beat. So I suggest you might want to have... A little something each way on those two, but always, as we say, gamble responsibly, lads.
3: Um, well, final question from me, Shawnee, which is, um, I'm learning about the trots, which means something yeah. else in England. Um, Love the trots. Perhaps had a, <laughs> had a difficult yeah, night, yeah. eating <laughs> the wrong prawn. <laughs> However, um, what, Why don't they just get off the? Why don't they just lose the chariot and just get on the horse? what's the what's mm. the need
4: for the, the chariot bit well that's the whole idea about yeah. it so it's, it's like harness you say harness <laughs> race you take that off then I might as well go and do horse racing at Randwick well yeah
3: but yeah. Like, you know like, I don't know I've not seen it
4: it's not something that I yeah, in the it. UK I used to love the trots as a kid yeah. at Harold Park what was that mirror that mirror that show in the old I think it was Miracle Mile yeah. was it? That, yeah. was, that, was, that was brilliant that's right Yeah. yeah. Friday Pretty night used to watch there, it
3: but... yeah mm. Oh, well I'm learning
4: about yeah, it, used the be, it
8: used to be yeah. probably a little bit more popular than what it is now, but I tell you what, it's keeping a lot of plus size probably former jockeys in work because
3: some of those oh. boys
8: in the uh on the back of that little chariot there. Hmm. They're uh, oh, yeah, you they're can let yourself go. Party,
3: you, oh, that's mm, brilliant. Yeah, well, I'm all in favour. If yeah. you can you know, if you don't have to be tiny <laughs> and starve yourself, you can just, you know, eat what you like and just sit on the back of a thing exactly. and have trots. What a way to live. Hey, Shawnee, thanks for coming on, mate. Look, have a great life. We'll never speak to you again. Thanks, boys. But uh, you've been a crucial <laughs> part of this journey. And thanks also, as well, for p- playing a huge role in the Gibbo and Dom show earlier. Uh, Shawnee Omrod there, mm. uh, sports bet with mate. Start your group, bet together, share the moment, conditions apply, gamble responsibly. After the break, it is the drive quiz. Thanks to IMAR Insurance. It is the grand final. You cannot enter because we've already got our players who've qualified. Hopefully, they answer their phones. <laughs> Two pillows. We've already had confirmation the pillows. Those are comfortable on today's show. Uh, Two pillows from Spinalese. Visit spinalese.com.au. A pair of Blundstone 987 stone boots. Uh, 1-300-0... No, you don't need to call us. Uh, don't call us. We don't want to hear from you. We've got our callers. It's too late now. You missed your chance. You will forever regret it. The quiz is...
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria alone. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on
3: SEN. Oh, this is exciting. Max Rush and Mark Bosnich here to do the grand final of the IMR I'm trades. Trades. Insurance quiz. Um, Adam in Dulwich Hill, by the way, uh, you, you haven't answered your phone, so we only have three of the four finest, but that's okay. Three is plenty. It is time for the drive quiz for Imar Tradies Insurance. Get an instant quote and pay the premium at Imar.com.au or call 13IMAR. The SEN drive
2: quiz for Imar Tradies Insurance. Get an instant quote and pay the premium at Imar.com.au or call 13IMAR. Now the trade
3: is uh, now, Gibbo, right, we've got, we've got Adam in Bondi, Ryan in Jordan Springs, Chris on the Gold Coast, right, Gibbo? And yep. um, uh, it's important that it's fair for who goes first. It can't just be, we can't just pick whoever won it on Monday, right? So here we're going to go. I'm going to think of a number, and whoever gets closest goes first. So Adam in Bondi, I'm thinking of a number. What is it? Three. Ryan in Jordan Springs, I'm thinking of a number. What is it? Seven. Chris, on the Gold Coast, I'm thinking of a number. What is it? Five. Uh, it was 54. So the order is Ryan first, Chris second, and Adam third. Okay? Uh, so Ryan, then Chris, then Adam. Uh, so we begin with – how many questions have we got, Gibbo, for this?
5: Uh, we've got, we should have six, Max.
3: Six questions. <laughs> okay. How many have you written so far? None. So here we go then, Ryan. Question one. Max, I believe I have written one. Okay, you have written one. That's true. Yes. Okay, so, look, so, it's, so Ryan goes first. If he gets them all right, he wins. Okay, Boz, how excited are you currently?
4: I, I, I'm actually feeling pressure for all of them because I, yeah, I'd I know, be thinking to it. myself, I'd always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And I'd be like, especially because, you know, it's on the phone and all that. Um, I, I actually feel, like I said, anxious and, and pressure all, all along and, and excitement, you know, everything, everything you can talk about.
3: I know, it's emotional, isn't it? And uh, to think we've had the three callers who never owned a pair of boots or a pillow in their lives so that makes it even more stressful yep. ryan here we go you're going first because uh, right. of your excellent number uh, guessing skills question one who has retained the women's ashes uh, australia yep correct ryan still in control of the board chris ready to steal this mm-hmm. is extraordinary and also boz if we do this well we'll get hired to host a like you know a big game show brilliant uh, on channel nine brilliant. on saturday nights okay right. uh, ryan how are you feeling at this time yeah, good, mate, good. Good. Okay, some nice small talk about the family and all those things. We've done that. Great. That's what they also do on Primetime Quizzes. Question two, Ryan. Uh, Adam and Dulwich Hill is here. Adam, I'm thinking of a number. What is it? Adam and Dulwich Hill, what number am I thinking of? Adam? Three. Ah, oh, no. no, sorry. Uh, so back to Ryan. Uh, it's okay. You're, right. you're still in the quiz. You're just fourth place. Ryan, here we go. What did Matthew Wade put on to celebrate winning the T20 World Cup?
7: Oh, I didn't hear that.
3: Uh, I don't know. A yellow cap. A yellow cap. The incorrect answer's got a Chris on the Gold Coast. This is extraordinary. No favouritism here. Chris, welcome. Uh, What did Matthew Wade put on to celebrate winning the T20 World Cup? Goggles. It is correct answer. Ski and goggles. Uh, Question three. Chris, Mm. name one of the finalists who is going to take part in the AFCON final, the African Cup of Nations, one of the teams that's in the final. Senegal. My yes. I think. There you are. Correct. You're doing so well. Yep. Uh, question four. Which pro surfer turns 50 this year and is currently surfing at the Pipe Pro?
8: Kelly Slider. Yep.
3: Is the correct answer. He's flying along here, Chris. This is exceptionally exciting times. Question five. Who was Daphne's husband in Neighbours? <laughs> Toadfish, I watched it. Uh, it wasn't toadfish. <laughs> oh. We got to Adam in Bondi. Adam in Bondi. Who was Daphne's husband oh, and, uh, in Neighbours? Jim Robinson. No, Jim it wasn't Robinson. Jim. It wasn't Jim Robinson. Adam in Dulwich Hill. He didn't answer his phone. He could win all this. Who was Daphne's husband in Neighbours? Adam.
7: Mr. Mangle.
3: <laughs> it wasn't Mr. Mangle. Ryan in Jordan Springs. <laughs> Ryan, I shouldn't be able to Google it by now. Ryan, who was Daphne married this to in happened. Neighbours? Uh, no, no idea either, mate. Oh, uh, wow. Multiple that, choice what, time, I got. Oh, yeah. I've got, got a multiple choice oh, one. Yep. Go back to Chris then. Chris was flying, so multiple choice now, Chris. Multiple here choice
4: one, here we go, ready. No, in... no, 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 oh. no.
3: Who was oh. Daphne's husband in oh, Neighbours? Was it Dr. Clive Gibbons? Was it Doug Willis? Or was it Des Clark? Aye. I... It wasn't Dr. Clive Gibbons. Adam in Bondi. Was it Doug Willis or Des Clark? Clark. Dez it Clark. was Des Clark. Clark. Adam Adam in Bondi is in control of the board. We've got two questions to go. What rugby competition begins this weekend, Adam? Rugby yawning, Hey, eh? Super rugby. That, that's wrong. Okay, so we go to Adam in, Adam Dulwich, in Dulwich Hill. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. What rugby competition begins this weekend? International. It's an international rugby competition.
7: Um, the European, European Five or Six Nations. Uh, is there, we'll give you
3: that. It is yeah, the Five or to Six, to be, nation, six Nations. Six Nations. Here we go then. Adam in Dulwich Hill yep. to
4: win the whole quiz. It's your question, Buzz. Is in it 19... about Russian
3: history? No. Mm-hmm. In
4: 1936, okay. London's Crystal Palace was destroyed by what? In 1936, London's Crystal Palace was destroyed by what? Was it A, fire, B, snow, or C, bombs? Bombs? No.
3: Let's go back to Ryan in Jordan Springs. It wasn't an elephant. Ryan, snow or fire? I'm going to guess fire. Yes. He's done it. Ryan in Jordan Springs is the winner. Ryan, you've won some pillows, Spinalese pillows, some Blunston boots. I mean, we're all winners here. Ryan, Chris, Adam, Adam, Boz, me, Gibbo, Dom, the whole of the SEN family. But how do you feel winning that competition? Uh,
10: Awesome, boys. Thank you very much. I love listening to you guys. I've
9: got to miss you.
3: Ah, uh, it'll be okay. We'll never be back, but we'll just send you recordings <laughs> voice memos of us chatting about life. Just give us your mobile. We'll voice memo you every day. That was the quiz. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. Oh, we we're talking luge next. Of course we are. Yeah. Uh, it is Drive on and Summer Drive. Thanks to Hyundai. Uh, all new Hyundai, Staria load, fits in everything in Blundstone. Back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. Max Rush and Mark Bosnich with you until six. Uh, the debrief uh, coming up at quarter to six and a game of guess who if we're lucky and have time. Uh, let's do a bit of Winter Olympics, Boz, shall yep. we? Um, well, uh, why really not? pleased to say we're going to it's talk, the talk about of the them. world. The Luge mm. um, and Australia's competitor in the Luge. I don't know what time it is in China at the moment. We haven't woken up in the middle of the night. Well, uh, Alex you, Falazzo. Falazzo, have I pronounced this correctly, Alex? I should have done my research. Welcome.
1: You nailed it, mate. How you doing?
3: Yeah. Good really thanks, good. Alex. Thanks very much. Where, where do we find you then? Which part of, because I know the camps are slightly split up. Whereabouts are you?
1: Uh, I'm honestly not sure what it's called, but it's the one next to the sliding centre. It's um, an hour and a half away from Beijing
3: okay and it's where you need to be i guess is next to the sliding center isn't it we saw uh, just before the show started we were watching i was looking at the channel 7 coverage and there you were sliding down um is it the same track as the Slayers? do you use different ones or or, or, uh, what am i meant to call that the is that the track
1: yeah we all share it us bobsled skeleton and luge we all share the same track luge is from a um, different start height obviously Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's all the same corners different lines and uh a bunch of fun
4: and Alex explain to everyone who, who doesn't know who's listening what the actual luge is that's that's the one you lay on on your back correct
1: that's right so yep. we start off uh, sitting next to two handles yep. and uh, we pull off the handles as hard as we can give it a three three or four paddles lay down feet first in a aerodynamic position and uh, make our way down the track as best as possible
4: and Alex you're a native of Townsville right so explain to me how somebody who was born in Townsville which you associate with quite hot weather uh, is, is so good at uh, at a sport which is played, uh, in, you know, in, in the harshest of winter conditions, you have to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, my mum signed me up about when I was 15 years old. She just randomly ran into someone that was uh, recruiting athletes at the time. And, you know, I fell in love with it straight away. I've always been quite an athletic kid, you know, in any athletic environment. Mm. And uh, found myself over in Lake Placid, New York. And, uh, yeah, when I was 15... You know, put some runs down and enjoyed it, and been
3: uh, going at it ever since. Mm. Sorry, sorry. I just check your. Where was your mum? Just what? Just walking out of coals and someone came up to her and said, "Do you want to put your son down a track on a tea tray at 140 kilometres an hour?" And she said, "Yes."
1: Yeah, she was actually at a, a Pilates class, and she just <laughs> ran into a X ex and. <laughs> She was uh, re- uh, in the process of recruiting athletes to give it a go, mm. and Mum signed me up. I guess she wanted me out of the house, or <laughs> not sure.
3: <laughs> and can I ask what was your the first? <laughs> what was the, what was the what was it like the first time you got on a luge? Right, because it looks terrifying. The first time you get on one, what is that like? I tell you what,
1: it's a uh, it's a bunch of adrenaline to start off with. You know, you just you're unsure what's going to happen. You're unsure what what it's going to feel like. But it, it, all, it all works out. It takes a bunch of focus and I think that's why I enjoy it the most.
4: And Alex, let's talk about the actual training that you have to put in. What type of training uh, do you have to do uh, to put yourself in, in top physical shape for this particular event?
1: Yeah, well, we spend a lot of time in the gym, you know, doing cleans and a lot of power movements and a bit of speed movements in the arms. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of technique involved on the start and that that comes from um, going overseas and practicing on the uh, on the start ramps they got over there.
4: Mm-hmm. I was going to say there um, wouldn't be too many <laughs> too many practice facilities over here for, in Australia. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, I do um, make
1: what's... my way down uh, Mount Stewart a few times, though, well, there you on go. a wheeled sled.
4: There you go. G- yeah, well, just, g- uh, could we build those? I mean, we, obviously with the weather here, but still, could we build those type of facilities for the likes of yourself and others who, who want to participate in those type of sports?
1: I I don't see why not, mate. As if you got a refrigeration system that can, you know, crank an entire start facility, mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be sweet. And then also we could get bobsled and skeleton involved because we all, you know, need a similar facility. So I reckon I reckon we make that happen and uh, right. get some real sliding athletes going in Australia. I'll be onto it.
3: I'll be onto it. Um, Boz is onto it. Uh, so that's good. Um, and now uh, this is your third Olympics, right? The first uh, Aussie to become a triple Olympian. Uh, in the lose most people listening most of us you know will ever have represented their country in the olympics what does it mean to you to do that
1: you know it means a lot of um it's been a huge process over the years you know the first games i was extremely nervous and and leading up to the second games as well it still hadn't quite sunk in of the uh, the um the magnitude of the situation, but I'm feeling a lot more prepared these these games. That's for sure, and uh, a lot more relaxed going into the competition tomorrow. And is there
4: you, a lose. Luge... Are... So, sorry, sorry Max. Is there, is, is
3: there a, like a camaraderie between the losers? Because obviously there aren't that many people with a shared experience. A lot of people make friends, make friendships through shared experience, whatever it is. There aren't many of you who lose most of the time. Like, what's the what's the bond like between? Uh, uh you know the, the different athletes
1: it's definitely a tight knit community the luge circuit we all get on really well you know we help each other out as much as we can well you know within competition um <laughs> guidelines but um you know at the end of the day we're there to compete but it's all uh, it's all we, we all we all understand the danger we're in as well so yeah. i think that just brings us closer together
3: for sure and what's the competition like? who Who are the who are the favourites? I presume. What the Scandinavians are good, are they? The, the Austrians and the Germans. Who Who are the best at, I went on holiday around Germany, and every there was a toboggan around every corner. Like, like are they the uh, are they the best ones?
1: Yeah, the Germans are probably the favourite, and then the Austrians are right up there as well, and also the Latvians have made a bit of a push these last few mm. years, and they're um they're right up there in medal contention as well.
4: Who are you watching? Alex, but, I wanna mind?
1: I wanna ask about the Olympic village.
5: We know in the summer Olympics you're usually the runners, the hundred meter sprinters are the, the cool kids of town. In the winter Olympics, who do you want to be partying with in the
1: village? <laughs> well, I, was, I was usually just stick around me luge mates and any other Australians I can find. That's mm. um that's how it goes. You know, I think we're all pretty cool in our own ways. Yeah. So everyone's everyone's in a good mood here, so quite easy to make friends and um find someone to hang out with and in the opposite
5: end who are the people you were trying to avoid at the bar when you know those guys come over to you you athletes. Down.
3: yeah <laughs> definitely
1: uh luge athletes as well i could say <laughs> <laughs> they cover both <laughs> spectrums <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um you know I'll, I'll have a drink with anyone mate so i'm i'm easy going that way
3: Good stuff. Well listen, good luck. What time good. are you off? What time
4: are you off tomorrow?
1: Uh 7.10 local time, which is uh, uh, 7.10 at night? 10. Yes.
4: Yeah, so That's right great. now there it's it was what, 20 to 3 in the afternoon, correct?
1: It it is, yes. Yeah.
4: So yeah, so we're three hours yeah, ahead. So what's
1: yeah. that? That's
9: like yeah, 10, yeah. yeah
3: 10, we're twenty twenty, 20 PM, to six, you're twenty, 20 to three. 7. Yeah, beautiful. So Four ten. Yeah. Four ten tomorrow afternoon. That is beautiful. the moment for Australia to stop. And watch. We Alex will, Harbo Alex. Can't wait. Can't wait to watch slide it. Slide down. Slide down the track. Thanks for your time, Alex. Good luck. Not a problem. All the Thank very you best, very much, guys. Uh, good man, mm. uh, Alex Velazquez. There, uh, part of the Australian yeah. Winter Olympic team. His third Olympics. Um, must be completely mad to do it, but mm. like, fair play. Oh, com- I mean, it-
4: complete respect. Um, you know, like I said, yeah. there's so many different sports. I mean, I, look, and and that's the same with every country. You've always got your sports that you, you know, that you like the most, and and that you. But you know, there are so many different disciplines if you like uh, in, in all types of sports and i have nothing but uh, admiration and respect especially f- for the winter sports from australians because like i said it's not as if from a condition and climate point of view that you know it really suits us but that that would be something you know like you don't want to think about you know some of the money that's spent on, on on a lot of sports here you have to say they probably don't need as much that is a sport there that does need it, like, you know, to have one of those arenas for them. They can at least practice on of People think, you know, we're suited because, you know, like I said to you before, Max, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. There are athletes, but there are athletes that are suited to different sports. And that's another right. very important thing when people are young, talent identification and what type of sport a certain type of athlete is suited to. There's only very few of us who can do anything. I'm not
3: sure the uh... – the Climate crisis, it's a good idea to get an ice luge in Darwin. I mean, I'm just thinking out that loud, we are here, not but... in
4: Darwin, are we? yeah. We're not gonna have it in Darwin, yeah. Yeah, we might put it down there with Wady down in Hobart or something like that. But not hey, in Gibber, Darwin. what
3: are we doing now? We're doing the debrief in a minute. We've got to play Guess Who, what's going on?
4: Yeah, so we've got
5: Guess Who coming up, everyone's favorite game, our final game of Guess Who ever, Max, yeah. and, then, and then the debrief. The debrief, no. it'll be the final debrief. So I feel the like a little be...
3: debrief ever oh, sure. in the history sure. of me and Boz yeah. on SEN. Sure. Coming next.
2: Introducing the all-new Hyundai Starry alone. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink
3: Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Um, after us on SEN, they keep broadcasting. They stay on air, unbelievably. Uh, the Sporting Flavors Who's with Jimmy on next? Jimmy Smith and Simon O'Donnell with The Sporting flavour. All right. Excellent. Uh, seven, seven, Where's Jimmy? How he, come
4: he's not around here? Or is he doing it from Melbourne?
3: Well, I don't know. Who knows? I'm who? He asking do Gibbon Don. Where is he? Jimmy can do what he likes. I'm not too he's, sure. Jimmy's big enough to just do it from home. I think he has
5: a home studio set up.
4: That's all right for some, isn't it? He's on the 12 to 3 shift. Mind you, the Boz had to do that the last couple of days, didn't he?
3: Not for long. He does 12 to
4: 3. So he does 12 to
3: 3 and then comes back in. I'll
4: tell you what, to be fair to Jimmy. Other things he has to say. And uh, Simon O'Donnell, one of our ex-top uh, cricketers, yeah, they really yeah. like listening to him. But uh, oh. Jimmy knows American sports as good as anyone in this Married country. an American, yeah. Yeah, but he knows his American sports yep. superbly. Yeah. How long have they been um,
5: going out for? I
4: that...
6: uh, really don't know. Oh, okay. oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, you give but... us some more information, <laughs> Dominic. Yeah, I, I only worked with Jimmy for a collective about yeah. eight hours. So, listen. And, yeah, but listen, see how sharp you are. You, listen, you it up always. Yeah, Outstanding. Can
3: everybody decorum, please? Nearly at the debrief. Lady Knights in the FC, 7 o'clock as well. On the app, you can tune into the... Seven o'clock in uh, the
4: morning? No.
3: Oh, seven, 7 o'clock. o'clock. Oh, we'll say 1900 then so we can understand I'm, I'm not, it. I'm not in the army. All right, attention. Let's play right. Guess Who. Here we go. Play the jingle. All right. Guess who? Brought to you by Nilex Misting Systems. Water like a Nile expert. Available at Bunnings. Okay, here we Dom, go. Dom, Gibbo, Bozza. It's yep. Yes, no questions. Bozza, you start.
4: Yep. And uh, and also all our listeners too. Please text in if you think you know it. Please. Please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bozza, go. here we Go. Go. We'll ask a question. <laughs> oh right, I'm okay. thinking I you were do the clue thing like I did with uh, no, with, with, with Zhukov. Come on, okay, get on with it. Uh, is it a
6: female? No. no. Gibbo. Is it a male? Yes.
5: <laughs>
3: Am I in reality TV? Dom?
6: No. Oh, is Dom. it a sports star? Yes. Are they from the northern hemisphere? No,
3: no, no, no. If it's a yes, you keep control. Oh, Dom's in control. control. Oh, right, you
6: keep
4: control? Right. That's right. Yeah. it's a little bit different
6: Do All they? Right. Does their sport sport involve a round ball? Yes. Are they a footballer? Yes. Do they play overseas? They did. Oh. So that's a no then. Uh, Gibber. Yep. No, buzzer. Buzzer. Oh,
4: right. Uh, uh, Was this a female? um, uh, Male footballer used to play overseas. Male footballer used to play overseas. Yeah. Now plays. uh, uh, Do they play in, in Australia? No. Okay.
5: Does my country of birth have a blue flag?
3: What country is the Australia flag? What color is that? red, well, white, blue. Red, white, yeah. blue, blue. Blue. Red, blue. Yes. Yes. yes, blue, blue. Yeah.
6: Yes.
5: Did I play in the EPL? Yes. Was I a striker?
6: No. do can, can I take a stab at who it is? Yes. Am I Mark Bosnich? Correct, you are. Well oh, done. Let's yes. do. You are Australian. Here we go. Here's a
3: text it says, "What a week! The dizzying heights, the terrifying lows." The creamy middles, I won't forget you. Love spanky. Uh, Right, debrief, uh, Gibbo, your thoughts on today's show and the week and the two weeks and our entire broadcasting career at SEN. Anything
4: else? Do you want him to write, like, you know know, what I mean? it HR, I think
5: absolute pleasure working with you, Boz. I've only seen you from a distance. Great to work with you. Max as well. Mm -hmm. We give each other a bit of stick, and, you know, I think that's what a panel operator slash Mm. presenter needs to do, but it's been an absolute Mm. pleasure working with you too. And Dom... And education... And Edge, absolutely. It's mm. great to work with a professional mm. for once in my life. Yep. I feel like I'm working with, you know, subpar professionals. But mm. you've been yep. great, Max, you've been great, Bozer. And Dom, my new co host, you've been great too. Excellent. Yep.
6: Dom. Well, yeah, as you know, my week's been relatively short on this show. I was doing mm-hmm. the twelve to three shift, but I was. Uh, which show did you
3: prefer, this one or that
6: one? Ah, mm. uh, tell the
9: truth.
3: No, tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. So, don't tell the put truth. me on the spot like this. No, no. Which one? No. Come on, Dom. Don't mind. Well, you're on man. As you're you
6: know, awesome. Max, prior prior to knowing you personally, I was a massive fan of your work, so I'd have to mm-hmm. say this show, working alongside okay, you, yeah, is so. fantastic. Yeah, and I'm what was so. wrong
3: yeah. with what was wrong with twelve to three?
6: Um. Well, this is the first time I've been on the mic all week. So. Oh, right. They didn't let you on. No, no, no. <laughs> so we, we you know valued, you. We valued some, you. Some, yeah. some, you more. Yeah.
3: Some presenters get precious because they're worried about people coming in to take correct. their gig. Absolutely Me and Boz correct. don't want any more work. No. So we're really happy for no, you exactly right. to be on the on So the it's mic. a win-win
4: situation. You yeah. Yeah. lose work and we yeah. gain work. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Is it my turn, Max? Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, 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 outstanding week, I must admit. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think we covered some really important topics, uh, including the COVID situation, Um, the uh Today with Alan Tong, I thought was outstanding about uh, um, against violence. Um, I think that was really, really important, really serious. Um, We had we you know we started to elicit a little bit after Australia's uh, disastrous draw with Oman, some of the problems around we you know around Australian football at the moment. Uh, We identified some of those problems. We gave the opportunity then to the head of the APL, Danny Townsend, to come back and, and 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 to talk about his side of the story. Um, we've had people from a variety of sports as well. I think that's been good. The only thing that's missing, I think and, I, and it is a sporting program. I know that's why yeah. I got knocked on the head. I mean, I think we should have, uh, brought a, little, some more songs? No, no, brought a little bit of politics into it when we had time. And when I say oh, politics, yeah. I don't mean left or right, this, that, and the other, but just what's going on in the world. And, and perhaps, right. you know, got, got two different types of points of view from, from, from places around the world, which are flashpoints right at the moment, this moment in time. But, uh, maybe that's for a next time, Max on to you.
3: Well, where do I start? I start early December mm. 2021. When I just wanted to have the summer off, really. I'd had a busy time. I'd emigrated. My wife's heavily pregnant. <laughs> I wasn't looking for extra work. And then SEN said, could I do the breakfast show every day? I was like, I can't do that. It's mm. too much. Get out of bed. I can't I really do that. They were There's a few drive shifts going. I was yeah. like, Ugh. I seem a few too many. But look... You can't say no when somebody asks you to, you know, you, that's, that's the trouble with this line of work, right? Yeah. You've got to get the opportunity. And I was sitting there thinking, I don't know anything about NRL, right? Mm. And I'm too old to learn. I don't know anything about AFL and I'm too old to learn. Never too old so to what's learn. the point of me in this environment? Will it be a success? And then I thought, well, you know, I turned up to the first one and you were there, boss. and, I, you know, you yeah. held my hand, boss. because you've got a great energy about you. I do. Right? And I, I feel the energy and yeah. I feel the listeners feel the energy as soon as you walk in any room. It's mm. been a joy to work with you and Foz at Stan. Thank it's been you. a joy to work with you here. Yeah, I looked at Brooksy and Gibbo. I thought these guys, they could do with learning a bit, but actually, fundamentally, they've got real potential. Yeah. These guys could go to great places. And I make a habit of being every being kind to every young person yeah. I work with in the industry on the off chance that they become successful. And when I'm old and past it, I can come back and say, do you remember, Gibbo, when I was nice to you back in 2021 Correct. and 2022? And he'll go, yes, and now I host a block. I need somebody to carry my bags. Correct. And that's what I want to do in 30 years' and I time think you're, I think is you're carry like Gibbo's bags.
4: Yeah. And, and I think you are like that, Max. I think you are well, like that. I think I, you're, I you're in comparison, if you want to put it, you're akin to – you know, when, when somebody goes from club to club in football mm. and everywhere they go, people score goals because you're yeah. creating for them. And 100%. that's what you're doing here. In many
3: ways, radio has never been the same and will never be the no, same. No, it won't be. Than what's happened on SEN 1170, occasionally on SEN track for the Early farmers, 2022. For the trade is in the opening hour. Yeah. It's been incredibly emotional. And I know not many of you watched as much Neighbours as I did in the 90s, but how was I meant to know that? Thank you for your time. Thank you for your company. I love you all.
4: We love Goodbye. you, Max. We love you, Gibbo. We love you, Don.
5: Sometimes
3: needing new tyres can catch us by
5: surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.